I'm Commander Shepard, and the Unnamed Games Podcast is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Shepard out. It is me, Craig, and we are back after another long break from the last one. Oh, I love all this boogie, and it's great. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, with a with a new episode, episode number fifty one. So let's go around the room and say hello to everyone. Mr. Thunderlips McQueen, how are you, my man? I just uh, I keep thinking I'm out, but you just keep reeling me back in, reeling me back in. Happy you love it. <laughs> Good man, and Mr. Ratley Ratster, how are you, mate? Um, you know, uh, I could complain it doesn't do me any good when I do, so I might as well just show up here and just say random things to the internet like you guys. So, uh, as nice. I said, Happy New Year. Let's all enjoy a Dr. Pepper Zero. Nice um, stuff, man. Nice stuff. We're not, we're not sponsored. By... No, not sponsored. Not sponsored. Oh, if they want to sponsor me, if they want to sponsor me. And show your t-shirt off, though, because oh. it is pretty epic. He's My, got uh, uh, Moss from the IT crowd. <laughs> and they got <laughs> Moss from the IT crowd. It was, a, it, was, it was an easy decision to buy this T-shirt when I saw it. I was like, yes. Uh, <laughs> Are we showing off T-shirts? I've got the BFG 10,000. Yes! Nice, 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 nice. And not to forget about you, Mr. Phil, last but certainly not least, Speed Freak Phil. How are you, buddy? He says that every time, and he puts me last every time. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> taking it personally right now. And save the best till last. Um, and it's nice to do a live episode like this. We're actually st- uh, streaming up on YouTube, uh, also on Twitch and on Twitter. And uh, already, look, we have a little comment <laughs> from our friend Paddy and Isaac. Do, 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 Miss that theme. Does well, he work in the music <laughs> industry? That's uncanny. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I'll be honest, that um, that is like, he's missed that theme. For us, it's like a form of PTSD, that theme, surely. You know? It's like, oh, we're back in, we're back in. <laughs> I'm not ready. It's like every time we play Horizon 5 and then somebody puts the team's music as the horn and then I get fear. Like, oh my God, is work ringing me? What's going on? I'm not supposed to be in a meeting. Oh no. What is it? Good stuff. Right. Okay. So as you can probably see by the title, we have one major story that we want to talk about today. But before we move on to that, um, I just want to kind of go back around the room and just get... Um, we're not going to do a big session on what we've been up to because sometimes that can take an hour within That's itself. So <laughs> what we're doing is we're going to... We... He thinks gonna... he's in control, people. He thinks. But, I, I think. I can mute him, though. Uh, but yeah, so... <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so what we do is we're going to go around the room. I'm going to have a chat with each of the guys, and just if you guys can let us know a couple of your favourite things that you've been doing since the last time we met. Might be a game, might be a TV show that you've watched, might be a film, um, and uh, we can just have a little chat about it. So I'm going to go first to Mr. Thunderlips McQueen. Oh, you should have gone to Phil be... first. You should have was... gone to Phil first. Sure. No, he's lost. I'm always lost. <laughs> to be fair, he said things that you've enjoyed doing, and I can't talk about those. <laughs> I'm sorry, just talk I'm about literally games. just going to say, we're trying to keep this PG-13, so I'm, I'm going to skip the thing I've most enjoyed doing since we last spoke. But, and, uh, hello, Ryan, my son. Yeah, you see, um, see hello, that, Ryan. That, that, that would be the PG-13. Yeah, yeah. so uh, a couple of things that I've enjoyed recently. I've watched a couple of films um, with, the, with the lady wife, um, and I'm kind of tossed up between which one I want to talk about, but I watched uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, really, really 
um, very happy with the results of that film. Very yeah, little film. to complain about, and I'm really being picky if I do. I think the whole atmosphere and everything was great, but I don't want to talk about that film. Because I, I want to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. And I want to talk about how much I loved Spider-Man No Way Home. That's spoiler-free, of course. A spoiler-free. But, but, you know, I mean, considering it's the third film, we're talking emo Peter Parker. We're talking so many villains thrown in that you can't... And we thought, OK, so there's, there's going to be Doc Ock. It's going to be like the Green Goblin. It's going to be Sandman. There's going to be like Electro... Is it Electro? I can't remember the name. Electro, indeed. Yeah, Electro, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be all these different bad guys. It's going to be a complete mess, and it's absolutely freaking brilliant. It's absolutely <laughs> awesome. It ticks all the boxes. I walked out of that movie. In fact, both me and my wife, Ellie, we walked out of the movie. We were like, that was great. That was really good. I really, really enjoyed that. I really did. And there's so much I want to talk about, but I don't want to because if you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend that you watch it without having any outside interference. There was a lot of talk before the film came out, and I do not want to spoil anything about what might or might not happen in the film but what did happen in the film was extremely well handled even down to the end of the of the film you know after scenes credits involving you know certain characters again that i don't want to drop <laughs> it's but, like how can i talk about this without I can't talk about saying anything, anything about yeah, it <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm just talking complete nonsense because i can't actually say anything but what i can say is that i would be really surprised if you went and saw this film and you didn't come out with a big smile on your face for a third film in a trilogy of spider-man films it delivers on so many fronts and there's so many moments in that film where you go oh wow that's just brilliant that's just really really good um and i'm just going to say i thought it was amazing what a uh, yeah, yeah yeah and if you haven't seen it you smooth, don't know what i'm talking about there, exactly thank you <laughs> Um, so I'll, I'll move on from that because, as I say, I don't want to have any spoilers, and I, I, there's not much more I can say other than that it was such a good film. Um, game wise, I, I was saying to Craig just the other day, I've really, really been kind of in this uh, limbo trying to find something to play. I've put on games I've tried before we leave. There's so much choice these days, right? When you're talking about Game Pass, which is part of what we're going to be talking about today. But when you've got like Game Pass Ultimate, which you don't even have to pay for because Phil pays for it, which is, you know, pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's all right. Thanks, mate. Um, but I've got all these games I can play. So many games. But yeah, I, I, I load up a game and I play it and I think, yeah, it's a good game. But then I don't come back like a second or a third time. Yeah, before we leave, um, Life After the Aftermath, which is not a Game Pass game. That's, the, that's actually one I bought on Steam. Um, and then Craig messages me and he goes, hey, mate, this game I've tried out. I think you might like it. It's uh, called Project Zomboid. And I went, oh, right, okay, Project Zomboid. I've actually, one of my streamers that I enjoy watching, a guy called Radaman, shout out to him, great streamer, really good. Mostly he plays RimWorld, which I may have talked about before. That was a previous obsession. You had mentioned yeah. just a yeah, little you had bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked it a little bit. I mean, just a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah, just, just yeah. a little yeah. Um, I've never um, played it, but Alan's discussion of that game makes me feel like I've played a hundred hours. Still having flashbacks, yeah, like LSD. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Ryan, you won't know what that is. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and, and, 
and, and then he said, so, so he said, I bought it, and then he played through the training mission, and I was like, okay, so I, I thought, because I'd seen this stream bought, I thought, I'll, I'll, pump, I'll pump up for 15 quid, it's only 15 quid on Steam, I'll buy it, so I bought it, and then we tried to play multiplayer, and it, it just didn't work, we couldn't get it working, it is, to be fair, it's a very small development studio, it's and it's two, early access, yeah, and it's early access, so it's like six guys working on it, mm. and it's, a, it, it's essentially... It's like they looked at State of Decay and went, it's a bit easy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it's too easy. Yeah. So, and then they, they just basically, they just basically made it ridiculously hard. I've watched some reviews and it's like, I put on the game and then five minutes later I was dead. So I started another game. Six minutes later, I was dead. <laughs> I put on the game. Seven minutes later, I was dead. And that, what does it, it say right at the start yeah. when you load in? It, this is how you died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, it, it is, and it has a, a depth of complexity that is phenomenal. You can build whole houses and whole cars from scratch, but quite frankly, getting past the first five minutes without you getting your face eaten off is a challenge all in itself. But once you start to get a feeling for it, I've been playing it for just over a week now, and has it been a week? It's been about a week. Yeah, it's, about, been like, yeah. it's been like a big blur. I mean, you know, I've just kind of zoned <laughs> out on it. I'm about 45 hours in after one week. You know, it's like a job. Um, and and I've, I've just, I've got to the point now where I actually just, I died today on my current character. It was called Savannah, dear God. I, you see, the funny thing is I started naming my characters when I first started playing and then they just died. Dangerous. So I've, I've stopped naming them because it's so pointless. So, uh, so I ended up with this character called Savannah, and then sounds she like a stripper. Wrong... It sounds she, like yeah, a stripper. Basically, basically, but she wasn't. She was supposed to be a firewoman because I picked that character tra tra trait. But so she's she used was to the longest. Down a pole. She was the longest. So oh, I mean, nice real, man. I don't nice know. Work. <laughs> To be fair to Phil, that was yeah. that was beautifully done. He managed to tie stripper, yeah, uh, yeah. Fireman, fireman, and being entirely inappropriate <laughs> in one <laughs> seamless move. But it was still <laughs> PG thirteen. It was still PG thirteen. I have to give props for that. Phil, Phil, you deserve you deserve some kind of medal for that one, sir. I've got to be honest. That was that was well done. I would have to say that Project Zomboid is a game that rewards dedication. If you put you if you put in the hours and you keep playing it, that character I survived for three whole weeks. I didn't die by zombies. Every single character before this character died because I got eaten by zombies because I did stupid things like I went out too tired or I, I wasn't looking behind. Because if you don't look behind you, nothing shows on the screen. You have to be looking for you to be able to see anything. It's Your that hard. Cone of vision, yeah, yeah. If this is a tree, you can't see behind the tree. It's it's absolutely mental, but I didn't die because I got eaten by zombies from my for Savannah. I died because I jumped over a fence, scratched my leg, the wound got infected, and I died from that. That's how hardcore it is. <laughs> Mate, it's, that game is ridiculous. So you know, I want to tell you my my little experience of playing through this game. So the one time I did get into the game and get started up, I started in a room and I was like, okay, uh, let's have a look around. I started reading a book to learn about electronics. Turns out I didn't really need to worry about doing that. Um, I, no. <laughs> I found a box, went, ah, oh, 
a, a meat cleaver. This will do me nicely. Thought, right, let's have a wander around this house. Oh no, what's that noise? Ugh, bang, bang, bang. Ugh. It was a it was a zombie straight away at the window. Smashed through the window. I panicked, ran outside, straight into another zombie. Panicked, ran down the road, straight into another zombie. <laughs> I spent about 15 minutes running down the road from zombie to zombie to zombie. When I finally found a location where there was no zombies in a lumber yard where there was nothing. No food, no medicine, no weapons, no clothing, no armour. I wandered around in there for a little bit, bleeding, by the way, bleeding, um, until uh, I just basically gave up. I just walked into about seven and went, oh, do you know what? I've had enough. Just eat me. And that was it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that game is far too hard. It is. It is. It's like, it's like Dark Souls on steroids. It is. So, it's absolutely mental. But however, I have to say, as I said, because of the depth and the complexity of what you can do, if you actually get good, yeah, which is, you know, what older folks are being told get to good, do by yeah. younger folks all the time. Yeah, if good. you actually get good, get good. The, the amount of depth <laughs> to it is just phenomenal. And mm. I am loving it. And it is my current obsession. Craig and Phil want me to play Star Wars, The Old Republic. And I've played a bit and it's really, really good. And I'm very keen to play with them. But I just can't stop playing Project Zomboid. So because just, I am so obsessed with it, it's ridiculously. So, so good. Ow, ow, like you know, you know. Oh, sorry, Thunderlips, I should say. I was, uh, I was at Craig's today. We, we were doing that. I was giving him some pointers on mini painting. I'm sure it will come to this at some point. Oh, there he is, like the proud little mini. <laughs> there we go. And uh, and we were just while we were waiting for something to, I think it was a, the base coat to dry the, the spray that Craig had put on. We just went and had a look at some. He was showing me some games on his on his PC, showing me some stuff, right? And uh, and you popped up and you just said playing projects. I went, Craig just went. Alan's obsessed with this game. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in full bore, ladies. I am in full bore. So yeah, that 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 is that is that is my current obsession. I'll pass the mic. It's not even ashamed. You can hide offline as invisible on Steam if you don't want people to know. It's okay. He's proud of it. I'm proud. I'm I'm proud. I'm very very proud of it. He wears his needle marks with pride. <laughs> my, my countless deaths. Anyway, um, moving round next, uh, we'll go to Mr. Ratley Ratster. Come on then, mate. What have you been up to? Uh, well, I mean, where do I start? Let's talk about a show I finished watching um, just actually last, last night, night before last, um, which was I finally finished season three of Netflix Lost in Space. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, and I've been waiting to watch season three for a while because I, I was watching some other stuff. Um, and I gotta say, I thoroughly enjoyed that show from start to finish. I didn't think the ending was super strong. I've got to be honest; it it felt it felt a bit like they wanted to set up a series in case they got picked up for further adventures. And I was a little disappointed. Whilst I loved the way they wrote the ending between Robot and Sar, I won't spoil it. Hmm. I was a little disappointed with the fact you never really got to see. That happened, if you know what I mean. There was a mm. point where you were like, you, you wanted that. Pat, Patrick bringing us back to Phil's level there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh, precisely so why I didn't comment or read it out. You, you won't yeah. last long if that's what you're up to with the zombies. I'm going to tell you that's great from off. Um, so, yeah, back to Lost in Space. Um, and I, I, I did really enjoy the, the storytelling throughout. The acting was great casting was great i really thought that the, the woman they had playing dr smith was great that the whole series yeah. has been thoroughly enjoyable and some damn good sci-fi at points you know um is it the best thing i've ever seen no is it definitely worth your time 100 i've really i've really enjoyed it you know I'd, I'd quite happily watch it for again 
Um, it's not going to make like a, oh, you've got to see what's lost in space, but you do that. Like, unlike the other thing, which I've restarted watching, which is I start because re- I've been listening to a podcast for Battlestar Galactica and I started rewatching that. I'm not going to go into Battlestar. Uh, okay. But if you know my feelings on Battlestar, I started watching it and I was like, oh my God, this show. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that gets, oh. and, that is, and that is literally, I just keep playing the people. You haven't seen it. I'll lend you DVDs. You've got to watch it. It's the best <laughs> show in the world, you know. So, you know, Lost in Space doesn't quite hit that mark for me. But I, I, I genuinely think if you've got some time to kill and you want to watch a good show, it's a brilliant show. Definitely. It's a great, really entertaining. And it's a family show as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. want to watch with the family. There's nothing in there at all. Kind of reminds me of Sunday afternoon matinees. I say reminds me. I'm not that old. But well, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, kind yeah, of, no. yeah. it's, it's that kind of tone. And it's, yeah. But it's, it's brought up to the, the current generation of the way you make TV programs. I see. I hear what you're saying about some of the misses, definitely. Yeah. But overall, I, I agree with your overall sentiment. I enjoyed it. It was great fun. And I would watch it. I'd own it. Because it was just yeah. a, a really good, fun TV and show. It was a, it's a really easy watch. Like I, yeah, yeah. I wasn't so keen on season one. Like I thought it started a little slow, but I get where they were going. But then I really enjoyed season two, and that season two was the season peak. Three. Season yeah. two was the peak. One hundred percent pushed me into season yeah. three, and you know what? It was just, it was a nice ending. Yeah, I well, I, 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 as much as nice... like, as much as like like you saying, it had a really nice ending, and I liked what they did with Robot and Will and mm-hmm. Sar, but that there was a bit of me very unsatisfied that we never got that kind of. That you really want, you know, like yeah, they sort of, we... like you said, they left it as though, oh, maybe yeah. somebody else will buy us and we'll get another season, yeah. didn't they? You know, or, or they left it so that so if Netflix decide to come back to it at any point, mm. it's there and they can they can do something with it. But uh, like I say, overall, I think they did a really good job. And, and like I was saying, Alan, there's that family element to it. it. I remember watching the original Lost in Show as repeats as a kid. Uh, yeah, Lost Space. And it was a very cheesy, chintzy, but family fun show. And I think yeah. they've got that spirit of it very much with this remake. Whereas the film, and they did it with Matt LeBlanc, and was a real, was a real oh. sort of cheesy action romp. Yeah. And it wasn't. It I, I, I think I'm in the minority because I really love the film. I think I love film, it. Pro- oh, I love I it. think the problem with it. the film is, is the plot was a little bit too complicated, and people didn't understand it. With the whole <laughs> time and different, you know, like yeah. realities kind of issues, kind of. I can't even and people that didn't. Film. Yeah, people didn't understand it. But I thought yeah. I love Matt LeBlanc, and, and I, I loved it. The whole and Gary Oldman is always great. Yeah. Yeah, anything absolutely yeah, fantastic yeah. although i have to say that i can't remember the name of the actress but for the tv series it was an absolute fantastic move yeah to, she was great that, she was great that lady is dr smith yeah, she, she was, was really brilliant good. she was a real yeah, highlight yeah. through season yeah. three as well actually she, absolutely. She, she pulled some episodes right out of the gutter for me you like, never oh, really knew whether she was being she was pulling the yeah. good card or the bad card she exactly was that good. Yeah, yeah 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 very manipulative right. yeah. she's really somebody cool. you really want to hate and she plays it so well I and love just when you that think about you've her. got that, yeah, I love that, that about yeah, her. Yeah, and just when you think you've got that point where you're like, yeah, I definitely hate her. She goes and does something really nice, yeah, and you're yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, what is going on here? So yeah, recommend like, like that show loads. Um, in terms of gaming, I've kind of been a bit like Alan, a bit all over the shop, but um, I, I've dabbled in Infinite, um, and I'm kind of not in a space to really dig dig, dig in it. <laughs> well, what I have been doing with uh, with Chet when I have been online, me and him have been back in the Division 2, but we're playing it on hardcore mode, which is one life and you're done. So it doesn't matter what level your agent's at, how far you've got, what missions you've done. If you die, you die. There is no resin, you know, so you've got... so, And it's amazing how when you play a game that was designed with the whole respawn mechanic and keep going and, you know, just gear up and, you know, the whole idea is to, you know, things, how how different you start to approach that game when it's like, so if I die, the last 30 hours are for nothing. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it changes away. We, we, you know, I, I must admit, I've been quite lucky as well because we got to level 30, which is obviously like the, the first big achievement you have to get through the main, most of the campaign hit level 30. And we hit the level 30 cap and then we could equip level 30 gear. Now, one thing about hardcore agents and division is they don't get access to your stash. So you can't just hand gear over from other agents. However, if stuff gets sent to your stash on another agent, it appears on your hardcore agent in their stash. So that's, whilst you can't pull stash things from the stash, you can kind of acquire things you shouldn't have. So I didn't realize this and logged in when I'd been gifted a exotic cash from Ubisoft once. And right at the beginning, I opened it on my hard hardcore character and I was like level seven and got gifted a level 30 exotic. And I'm just like, this was stupid. Because <laughs> if I die, I'm going to lose that. But we hit level 30 and I have this pestilence, which is the LMG. And, and it turns out that it dropped at like maximum gear score for like level 30. So when we got to level 30, I just put this pestilence on. And I'm just like walking into rooms, hosing one guy down, then watching everything slowly die to it. So it's like we've unlocked easy mode and hardcore at level 30. So it's been Is quite that the fun. gun that like fires forever that you had? No, no, that's the Bullet King. The Bullet King has oh, unlimited bullets, right. basically. Yeah, and doesn't, you don't need to reload it. Um, but the Bullet King was that thing where if you hit 100 shots, it puts 100 rounds back into the magazine. Yeah. So if you never miss, you never run out of bullets. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Pestilence has the, the talent that uh, every bullet you hit adds a, a mark onto it, which does a tick damage for, I think it's 2% of the weapon's damage. Mm. But that, that can stack up to 100 times. So when you get to that point, it just goes ooh, ooh, and eats things health. And then it goes, oh, there's someone within range. They can have Pestilence now. And the Pestilence just bounces around people like that. <laughs> and there was one point we I'd, I'd lit this one guy up and it just bounced from person to person to person and, and we got to the point where they were as they were spawning out they were instantly getting pestilence dying the next person was getting pestilence dying <laughs> yeah they weren't even getting out of their spawn door we were just like this is this is jokes right now you know it's nice. so stupid but yeah so a lot of fun with that um and that's that's been really where i've been out with gaming i mean like i say dabbled in infinite halo infinite really like what i've played but i think someone i think it might be new al said in our group chat at one point that the open world has kind of got in the way a little bit. Now, yeah. that's not to say I dislike the open world, and I don't think it's a brilliant thing, but it, it is definitely getting in the way of my progression through the campaign because what happens is I get into the open world and start doing things just randomly because I'll be driving around this and Covenant. I'm like, oh, I'll go over here and shoot some more Covenant, and I'll go over here and shoot some more Covenant, and then I'm like, I haven't progressed anywhere, but yeah. like, you know, <laughs> I've killed things. And, uh, and then I have to try and get to the mission, and, and, it, and I think that's my only gripe is it's getting in the way of me doing missions and i kind of like halo to just be like punch 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 but in every gameplay metric of halo infinite i absolutely love the gunplay i absolutely love the way it feels the whole game feels brilliant to me yeah other than i'm not sure about the open world that's not to say the open world so is tell you what, bad with, with the open but... world see it's, it's something i've sort of i've mentioned a few times as to a couple because a couple of people have said the same sort of thing i know mm. like you said alan has said phil phil had said a bit as well yeah. that it's like it's strange because that open world is almost like it's a level it's itself yeah because yeah. kind of you go to the next actual mission if you follow the mission um, you know because i went around did a few bits and i was like no i want to do a proper mission so when i was doing the next mission objective and i think the next mission was about I don't know, two hours long, something like that. And that led on to another mission. And, and it was back into just like playing normal Halo 1. Mm. Um, and there's a couple of instances you can go back into the open world and do stuff. But once you kind of go past that, you're just playing through the game like a standard Halo game. And then you can go back into the open world at the end yeah. to kind of, you know, mop stuff this up. The thing, I, I, I don't dislike it. I like you. I know why yeah. it, what you said, but I just, I feel... It's just kind of, I don't know what it is. It's kind of getting in my way a little bit. And I'm not, yeah. that's, that's not to say, I, I don't read that as me saying Halo Infinite bad. Halo Infinite's brilliant. And like, I just completed the mission where you go to the conservatory, is it? 
Um, yeah. I'm still, I don't know how far I am in the campaign, but I've done the conservatory. Mm. And I love some of the dialogue that's going on, especially with the chief, where they're like, I think uh, the, the AI says to him, well, who was that? And he's like, new, dangerous. <laughs> like, yeah. and then, what about the other guy? New, possibly dangerous. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he's got loads of great little one-liners. And I'm like, yeah, I really like what they've done with the chief. It's The character feels legit. It's like, like you just said, it feels like old Halo. It feels like Halo One, and 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 I, I really, really like that. Like, I never disliked the Halo game in terms of how they played. I think there were better Halo games than others. This is really back to form, really great graphically. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, I love, I, I love the open world. Until they put the HVTs in it, things like that. There's lots to do, and it's and it's fun. There are definitely some, I wish they'd done this and I wish they'd done that, but I don't want that to sound like I'm being negative towards Infinite. Everything I've played about it, I like. It's just, mm. I'm at this, like, I'm at a funny place with it. Not that it's bad. I don't, I don't want to be negative about it. I just, I just struggle. I don't want it to be open world. I, I've said this before, and I know what you said, Craig. You know, at the end of the day, I, I play it, and I, I just want to have those 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 amazing moments when you get dropped on the beach or in the cartographer mission. I just I just want there's, to feel. Like, them in it. I, 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 I just I just got lost in the in the in the open world. But what I do have to say is, what I have been playing with Halo is with you and my son Alex. We've started Monday Night Halo, haven't we, on the multiplayer? Yeah. And I have to say, despite some initial like hiccups with the, you know, with certain game modes not being included, such as free for all and stuff like that, which are now there. Um, I mean, we've been having some great fun, haven't we? The past couple of weeks we've been playing together, and and when it all gels, when you've got a four-man team or a three-man team, and and you're just playing, it's sublime. As far as a free-play shooter, and it's Halo with all the nuances that make it Halo. Yeah. The multiplayer is just. Mm, I, I've got mm. to say, I, I I've had fun with the multiplayer, even when I'm getting absolutely savaged. Like yeah. you know, the, the other team are walking away with Regular it. Regular for us. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I mean, live. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. I'm like, oh look, we're losing again. Um, yeah. We we were on for a mate's birthday. We all got on and played Infinite for a mate's birthday. There were like uh, ten of us. We were playing a big team battle, um, and I said some buggy stuff with big team battle matchmaking and stuff. We got into battles and, and we won a few. We won a few pretty convincingly, uh, and we lost quite a lot. And you yeah. know what? We had fun either way. Like you know, getting yeah. you know, the, yeah. sometimes it was the silliest things that happened. You know, you, you drive the thing off the and 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 there's one map which I can't remember <sighs> which map it is. How many times have you taken a warthog straight down the middle of the map, forget to turn, go straight down that hole before you get to the other base? How I many don't times? What, I don't know what the map is, but it's the one where the but two, there was a brilliant moment last week, yeah, where where you and I were in the warthog, weren't we, Craig? And some guy hijacked here <laughs> and immediately drove us straight off the edge of the map. It was a no. sublime move, and we were both sitting there going, no, "That no, was no. awesome." We were all in it. We were all, yeah. in it. all three of us were yeah, in yeah. it. I was yeah. driving. He pulled me out and drove you two off the cliff. Yeah, I was yeah. you and Alex screaming as you went. And we, were just, we were just laughing because it was a genius play. He killed both of us, and it was just yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, uh, it's there's so many good things about Halo. So, like, yeah, be really clear. Like, I know I sound a bit negative on Halo. I absolutely love Infinite, and I think mm. it's a real return to form for the series. Not that I ever thought the series was bad, bad. But it's it's a it's it's finally delivering Halo like in the way that you know Halo is talked about in that it's, that that's more that of a return to high... tradition, isn't it? It's a return yeah, to well, tradition. I, 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 it's yeah, it, and what's beautiful about it is and you're right. It feels like old school Halo, it's like a traditional Halo, but it feels modern and dynamic, and they've done the right improvements the, to the make Halo feel hook good. Is a yeah. big part to that. The grappling, yeah, grappling hook is a great change. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. but there, there's so much. I love the like the way they've designed boss encounters as well. After having probably the worst boss encounter design in any game ever in Halo Five, which was just like, here's the same boss, 
27,000 times. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and it was it was the point where I was like, oh my God, it's the Warden Eternal again. Cool. Oh, I'm going to shoot. what we do with him this time. Now there's four of them. Oh, now there's four of them. Oh, cool. Oh, wicked. Um, That was such, like, the boss, Halo 5 was ruined by those boss fights. No question, right? Um, But this, like, the bosses are fresh. They're interesting. They've got a cool, like, mechanic about them. I mean, some of them are just brutal. Like, it was just like, okay. But I'm really enjoying it. I really like it. So there you go. That's my my thing. I've said enough. Let's go talk to somebody else. Mr. Philbo Baggins. Least but last. I mean, not least but last. (laughs) Sorry, mate. My bad. You can sit in there waiting. That was so patient. Least and last, I think you mean. <laughs> I'm really surprised Phil didn't just reach across and turn off his webcam and leave, to be quite honest at that point. <laughs> so it's okay. I've got magic juice to keep me happy. Hey. Apple juice. Nice. Of course. Go on, it technically, Phil. technically is apple juice, right? It is, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. It, but yes, yes. It's just got so what you, something you've been playing and something you've watched that's been something good I've been playing, something I've watched. Mm. Let's go with something I've watched first. So I've watched a lot of things actually because I just had some Let's time not go over through Christmas. It's all, it's <laughs> so I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick one, and you know, it's not. It's arcane, isn't I it? I have, but it's not. No, do you <laughs> oh, arcane was so good. Sorry, Phil, but arcane was so good. Carry on. It is Carry really on. good. I wasn't going to talk about that because that wasn't my pick, but oh god, that's good. If you haven't watched Arcane, yeah. just watch, watch it. it. So, yeah, so I, I, I have to say, I have to say, I agree. And then, you know, yeah. we know we're not the anime guy. I will say this: I, I'm not, not going to drag on it. That last sequence with the music and that animation. I know Craig hasn't seen it. That last sequence is is. I mean, I got to say, some of the group chat was that I thought it was going to be better as a whole series. I'm not saying it's bad. It's brilliant. Watch it. But that last sequence was literally perfect. I cannot get over. Yeah. How beautiful that last sequence was. I can't believe, I can't on, believe how that ended. group chat is going, watch it, guys. And I'm like, whenever somebody tells me to watch something, I'm like, I'm not watching it. I, yeah. I'm not a sheep. <laughs> I'm not a sheep. I'm not watching it. I thought, all right, he's been going. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to do it. And then eventually I watched it. I was like, why have I not watched this sooner? This is yeah. so I'm, freaking good. Because you're so anti-authority, Alan. That's the problem. Somebody <laughs> tells you to do something. I'm a rebel. What can it's I say? It's a nightmare when you try and go yeah. hard and they say, step through the metal detector, sir. No. Yeah. You need to step. No, I'm going to ride on the conveyor belt instead. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, but go yeah. on, Phil. Go yeah. on, Phil. Like, Stop interrupting sequence. the poor man. The one I was going to choose, actually, the TV series I was going to choose is season two of The Witcher. Oh, oh good nice. shout! Yeah, I think I think now the reason I picked this is because I didn't enjoy season one of The Witcher as much. I wasn't a fan of them jumping around with the time changes and having to figure out whether they burnt down. Sintra or not and having to check out his armor whereas this it was all nice and concise and clear and it followed it was so good that's that's so what concise. I love to hear when you're talking about a series it's so nice and <laughs> concise and clear and the story was clean and oh I loved yeah. it I loved the progression of Siri and the training side of it and you know it almost it lined up very nicely with very early on in the game the Witcher 3 when you see some of the flashbacks of her oh Highly recommend watching. And, and I also, I will say, the effects work in season two blows oh, season brilliant. one out of the water. Oh wow! Yeah. Like, Almost definitely. I'm afraid. So I'm afraid to say that I am definitely a minority, and I've had this conversation with Craig. I'm very much in a minority because having read some of the books, I absolutely applaud the first season 
Don't get me wrong, there are issues. The problem being that both Geralt and Yennefer do not age. So it's really, it is difficult to tell when, you, when you're going from one time period to another. I get that, but I kind of got it. I, di I, didn't, I didn't find of get lost. I kind of like, oh, where are, oh, right, we're there. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's, that's happening. And when it got to like the seventh, uh, sixth or seventh episode where they actually revealed that he was locked up, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And I liked that. I very much enjoyed that. And I'm more of a fan of the first series than I am of the second series. I didn't like the fact that the second series was just like series by numbers. That it's just this episode, next episode. I liked the jumping back and forth in the first one, but I realise I'm in a minority on this one. Back to you, Phil. Anti-authority Alan strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my own man. That you are. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I like the fact it was in line. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to keep going. Okay. So I'm going to talk about games. Because nice. I'm going to talk about two games. So no, you talk about one game. No, you only get one. Time. But it's only going to be <laughs> right. First, so one, my first turn. Is a reference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I just want to say, firstly, I purchased uh, the director's cut of Death Stranding, and I played through that quite recently. And I, I sort of played a bit of the original on the PS4, but I, I got stuck within the game, and I didn't progress very far. And I, I sort of left it, and I'd always intended to go back. And then the PS5 upgrade and the director's cut came out. I was like, you know what? It's an offer. I'm going to buy it. Oh my god, that guy is nuts. Kojima, <laughs> like he just—it's a hundred percent Kojima. Like I played through the game, and it's a walking simulator, and then it just keeps adding stuff. It's like you know, you're building the roads, and then you join it, and then you get your jeep, and you can drive down the roads, and the battery doesn't run out, and then he takes you into a mountain where you can't drive anything. So you get yourself a little exo suit, and then you walk up there, and you get a little dude with legs that follows you around to load your parcels on. And then he takes you up to a mountain where you then fall over in the snow. Just it kept adding, I'm, and then the, the I'm so starts. sold right now. The I mean, you know, I've always said Kojima can, can kiss my ass, and I'm so not interested in anything he ever makes. But after that, that, that speech, Phil, I'm sold. I mean, I don't I, know. I, I just, play this game I don't, right I don't now. know how to describe this yeah. game. Like, you can't the face sell it. Of it. It's a walking simulator, it's a walking simulator. It's, 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 not, it's so much let more. Me, it's let stopped. me back Phil up here. Let me back Phil up here because I'm not a big Kojima fan at all. I mean, I like his games. In spite of Kojima being involved, in, like the mechanics of games, he's very good at. But it's the stories that I absolutely detested. They're bonkers. They're bonkers. Convoluted messes. He fancies himself as this amazing director and cinematographer, and and, and it just ruins his games for me. Um, but Death Stranding is, in terms of the story-wise, is much much better because I think he's got a really good kind of um, a, a decent acting cast in it. You know, yeah, and it's like, a very um, Western Norman Reedus. acting cast as well. It is, yeah. Norman Reedus, he's got... Um, uh, Matt Mickelson? Matt Mickelson, yeah. Yep. And I've completely forgot the name of the girl out of the Bond films. Um, uh, oh, I know what you girl. mean. Anyway, yeah, so she's in it as well. But they're all really, really fantastic. They're very, really good, um, and, it, and, it, and it makes it a lot better. But the... The main thing of the game, it looks visually stunning. The mechanics and the way that it layers systems upon systems upon systems is is really really clever, um, and it is really good fun to game to play. You can't you can't sell it to someone by explaining it to them. I don't. You think. have to. You, you have, have to, to play. It. You have to play because you yeah. sit there and think it's a walking simulator, and then mm. you start looking at it, you start trying to plan out your route just to go from A to B, and it's not just mm. simple as I'm just going to load up my parcel and run off. And then you start putting in the encounters with the BTs, the bad guys. And you like initially you can't really see them very well. And they're just almost like shadows. Yeah. And then you start, and then 
you'll hold your breath from it and then you'll see it and then you have to start trying to plan your route around um, the enemies yeah. to get through and it's and what you're saying is you're saying is it's, it's orientation orient, orientation simulator as well so orient, orienteering orienteering yeah. yeah yeah but i have to say <laughs> is, i mean yeah. one of the things you can't not level against kojima is the fact that he is pushing the boundaries of of what games do and i think he the interactivity yeah. Yeah. between yeah. players and as you create that instance so to speak by creating bridges and creating roads is really innovative and something that we may see in future incarnations of games but i can't help feeling that sometimes he's kind of like he's like he's like a kid in a toy shop he doesn't stop to think whether he should he's like oh i can do this let's mm. put that in you can you can you can actually put testicles in a game let's put those in and if you look at them normus goes what are you looking at oh this is so much fun i'm, I'm such a funny guy <laughs> you know and, i love it but, all of the scope but, of the game and the first thing he goes to is the fact that you can look at norman reedus's test but the point <laughs> is the point is is that he I, I do agree with the fact that he is pushing the boundaries of the gaming genre and he's trying different things and i applaud him for that it may not appeal to me but the the game industry would be what it is if there weren't these innovators and people that push certain mechanics or different things and try different things and so, let's be honest if there's something kojima does he tries different things didn't really kojima does. didn't kojima do silent hill wasn't he silent hill um was no it he did no, that was another guy he was still konami yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah okay Sony, i can remember but it was yeah, he was yeah. doing the he did the um uh pt, PT. playable that's teaser, it yeah because that corridor thing yeah. and that was scary as all hell that was. yeah i mean because that, that, that was a change. disappointment that never got made i would have well I, I i think this is the thing where it. like yeah like you say coming back to that thing about he, he's willing to try stuff it's like it's not just willing to try stuff he's willing to to really look at what makes something work in the way it does and go right mm. how can i take that and, and use that to my advantage it's it's, it's like I always say like some of the great like moments in storytelling or filmmaking is when like, you know, the, you, it plays with your expectations of how it should work. And one of my favorite examples is Bioshock, right? I'll never forget mm -hmm. like that first time at the end with Bioshock with the would you kindly. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, when that happens, it's long time, enough, don't worry about that spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know, but we, yeah, even yeah. still, that, you know, you don't need to drop the spoiler, but the would you kindly moment, right? Mm -hmm. You realize that like, at that point, like the way they've used the storytelling implement of the would you kindly is mm. that they've asked you to do it every time and you think you're just doing like what the guy wants because you know that's that's thing and you realize that the whole way through you've had no choice because if you want to get to that point in time the only choice you've had is to do exactly what he asks which plays and it's and it's that brilliant moment of taking the the trope of like you know that storytelling thing and the linear story and just using that to just Slap you around the face as hard as it's, 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 it's the usual yeah. it's the usual suspects yeah. moment, isn't it? It's like, yeah. oh my god, no. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. my god. Or the, or the end of the first Saw movie where he just like where at the end yeah, of the yeah. first Saw movie, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Ah! <laughs> like, yeah, no. So before we before we move on from, from that and from Phil, there's yeah. So Patrick's actually asked if there's any anything similar on Xbox to oh. I'm assuming you mean to Death Stranding. Death Stranding. There is nothing similar <laughs> to Death Stranding. That is the kind nothing. of point of it. Yeah, nothing yeah. will ever be similar to that. I can confirm in true Kojima-ness, though, it starts off as that walking simulator laser, and then he gets to about halfway through, and then the story picks up pace. And he, it, it sort of drip-feeds it quite a lot at the start. And by the time you get halfway, it's just proper hammers the story home. And it culminates in a true Kojima ending. It's, he, yeah. he held out right till the end, and then he dropped the fucking movie. <laughs> The movie at the end. And <laughs> I kid you not, I got to the end of the Thompson. game and I beat the final boss and I was like, brilliant, I've done it. And then the credits dropped and then he took me into another gameplay and then he did another credit scene and then he took me to another bit. 
There was don't, four. Don't worry, Craig will go back during the edit and he'll take the F straight out. Don't worry, we're not live. It's all yeah. right. Yeah. I was gonna, uh, what I was going to say, I nearly uh, try and uh, I would have saved you there, Phil, but you know, uh, but that's what you kept going. Was it's it's a game where, as you as you say, you can't explain to someone. I keep looking at it, going, I don't know why, and it's not my type of thing at all. But I don't know why, but I just want to try it. You know, I promise you, yeah. if you try it, it will be experience something you've never experienced before in the game. And whether you play it for 10 minutes or 60 hours, in my case, <laughs> you will get something out of it. You'll get to anything. You know what? Kojima is mad as a box of frogs, yeah. but I get it. I get yeah. what he's done, and nobody else has done that. It sounds I... like a colonoscopy. Was it a colonoscopy? colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guarantee, yeah, <laughs> you, you might not like the initial thing, but eventually you will like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you're right. When I, the tube goes in, I it's terrible, right. but you're going to feel great tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so we've actually just had something from the real pog dog. Uh, hello, real pog dog. Uh, I think it's more him being fascinated with different things and quickly implementing them in games, which is a behaviour exhibited by <laughs> geniuses and idiots. <laughs> <laughs> what made the difference is whether or not the game is shit. That's a quality this, this, comment. I love isn't that. this like the, the like the sniper in Metal Great. Gear Five or whatever, who's who can only breathe through her skin, so she she has to wear very minimal clothing. Yeah. Cool, yeah. there, Kojima. Yeah. Nice moves. I tell you what, that reference that's a, a good example. So you've got Kojima and he does Metal Gear, and do you remember my beloved game Left Alive? Oh. Also, oh, looks like a Metal Gear game, like the menus, the text, the design, just the aesthetic. It's oh, it's Metal Gear, but it's just bad. That's the question. Genius or idiot? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> well, Kojima on one side, where the genius has worked, and you've got something new and innovative, and everyone will get something right, and you've got. Somebody who took the same recipe, who is a moron, and they made a two out of ten game. Well, let's I, I, not. Let's <laughs> before we move on from this game, Phil. You have I to make a confession here. How many times have you bought that god awful game? Which twice. one? Left Alive. Twice. Yeah. He's bought it twice, <laughs> and he hates once it, and he still bought it twice. <laughs> I bought it once to play it on PC, and I bought it again because I wanted the the metal steel case for display purposes. It's very nice. Why? Why? But, but no, no, why? I bought. Because the steel case is really cool. It's got this awesome robot on the front of it. It looks proper cool. Like kind of a mix between Gundam and something much more Metal Gear Rex. It looks really cool. And the game came free with the steel case. That's the that's what I'm telling you. The game came free. <laughs> uh, and there's a little, just to put that little comment there from Patrick as well. For Phil's sake, there goes the PG-13. That's a call back to early episodes. For your foul, yeah. foul language. Phil. Yeah. Yeah, apologise, Phil. Apologise for being a now bad stuff. man using naughty words. I'm, I'm cool. very sorry. And as I said early on, um, you know, we're not going to go on a long one on this because uh, it will take about an hour. We are now 41 minutes in <laughs> from that little... <laughs> and, I, and I believe at the time I said I thought you were being delusional because yeah. I know what we are like. Yeah, yeah, we've waffled Do on. you remember that one time when I hosted and I said I rule with an iron fist and then Alan and Ratley rebelled and we spent yeah. five minutes talking I, I, about it? Didn't you, didn't you say I rule with an iron fist? And we just went, that's what you think, mate. Yeah, I don't think so, mate. <laughs> yeah. I dropped the me. hammer, it didn't work. The hammer yeah. bounced off we, and we just carried on talking I gave up for, yeah. for another 40 minutes. Yeah. What, about, you, but what about you, Craig? What have you been watching and what have you been playing? In a that's very concise 18 minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to take us up to an hour. Sorry, Craig, we're out of time. Move on to the news. Oh, and more <laughs> next week. Uh, so. <laughs> So, first thing you want to talk about is not a new game. It's an old game. 
okay but it's one that has had recent new expansion that i decided to pick up okay and it's a game called warframe so mm, yes me and phil have both been playing this Ooh. now warframe is a bit of a strange entity really because it's a free-to-play game uh, it's been, like I said, it's been around for a really long time um but it has been gradually been it's grown and it's been iterated on it's been improved and improved and the graphics have been improved and they've just dropped a brand new uh, I think it's like a six-hour campaign that's actually free, included just with the free-to-play game. Now, if just you're a fan of... Free-to-play game has extracted, what, about £35 out of you and just over yeah. 50 out of me? Yes, for a yeah, free-to-play yeah, game. So, stuff. <laughs> if you ever want to know how to make a free-to-play game as a game developer, check out Warframe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is The game is it is it's the strangest thing i mean if you if you're a fan of things like destiny or the division chris anything like that it's it is like a looter shooter but it's not a looter shooter it's third person and it's a kind of looter shooter but also melee as well because melee combat is a big part of it um you're effectively i think, like a space I think you'll find that melee a melee oh uh, so <laughs> Um, so there's it's a badger. phenomenal game. Now, early, there's a badger. So early on, it's <laughs> early on. It's uh, you've got some of the older content. It's quite linear, quite basic. It's very, very light on the story. Um, but myself and Phil have been playing through it, like nudging through piece by piece through varying different bits of new content. And I reckon probably about fifty or so hours into it, we started a particular part of the mission called uh, was it a stolen dream or something like that? Or yes, when we started learning yes. about our operator yeah so it basically had um just this most amazing two story chunks that but you have to play the game for 50 60 70 hours to even get to it it's absolutely insane that they've locked such a fantastic game yeah. for such a fantastic campaign and quest mission but so deep all, into a game that most people never see yeah, I mean, I, it was kind of added about, I think, four years into the game's yeah. life cycle, and that's why, like, yeah. rather than going back, so a lot of games you see go back and redo the start of the game. You know, it's like mm. Terror, for example, Final Fantasy XIV just wrote the mm. game off and started again. And they go back, and they... This, Warframe were like, yeah, that stuff works. Uh, we'll just start from here. <laughs> yeah. So, and well, it, madness, it, but brilliant. I don't, I don't know, what but, isn't this what everyone wanted Destiny to do? What did Skill Up say about... Uh, Skill Up said it was. He said uh, this game was uh, th this particular mission in this area was their master stroke. So it was like the the greatest quest that you'll probably never get to play um, because it's so deep into the game. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Skill Up's a pretty hard guy to please usually, and he was. At, I mean, this is about four years old. This video that I watched, but um, it was. You know, he was absolutely raving about he how did, good it was. He did not like Rainbow Six Extraction. He did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with how bland it was, but um, yeah, so it was uh, yeah. So actually, but like I say, we've been playing through it. We've we've uh, got to a point where we're ready to kind of do the next mission. We still the reason we put this game on was to get to this new content because it looked really cool. This new war content, and it was like the culmination of the whole nine or ten years the game's been out. We still haven't even got to it yet. Um, so we're literally. I, I downloaded it. I downloaded it, yeah. but unfortunately, I'm too busy fighting zombies, so I can't join you just yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the problem is went straight into the old republic so we also still haven't got yeah, there, there but is that yeah the problem yeah. with warframe is we got in there and we like we found this really cool bit and then we realized that you could do railjack and that was really cool and then we went down there and then we realized there's something else of it and yeah 
Honestly, it was it was like being a catch. Oh, we can do that. We can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. And then Sherman turned up and went, "Ah, oh, look how badass I am!" We're like, "We need to get so, like that." Yeah. That's <laughs> Phil's friend who's played it for about one hundred and thirty days, so he's pretty good at it. But Railjack is a great thing to talk about. That that is effectively it's a ship that you can have four people in. One person will fly it. Another person mans the guns. Another person will do all the repairs and fend off people like boarding parties and things. And somebody will eject out of the side of the ship and fly on a jetpack into the enemy ship to blow the core up before you get blown up yourself. It's just absolutely crazy. It's, I think it's another great example of one of these great me uh, mechanics of a free-to-play game that's done really, really well. The other one was what we talked about before was Path of Exile, where you know you've got the uh, the alphas who spend an absolute fortune on all the cosmetics and everything else. But if you don't want to spend that kind of money, you can just go in and play the game, and you don't have to spend a single penny. The you game don't. is all there. It's almost being paid for. It's like the opposite of taxes. It's mm. almost being paid for by the richer people. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, the interesting yeah, thing it. with Warframe, which particularly Sherman, our good 130 hours in friend, days, does, days, sorry, is he's reached a point in the game now where he can earn the paid in-game currency by playing the game. So he again has probably invested about 70, 80 pounds over his 130 days, but he's at the point now where he never has to spend any money in that game because he's actively earning the the premium currency called platinum in the game. It's not particularly expensive, and Xbox always do discounts on it and bundles and give you freebies. Mm. But he just goes in and he does his bits and he grinds it and he sells his stuff to other players and they spend their platinum. And you know, he's like, Yeah, I'm sitting good on platinum. He had like about 100 quid's worth of platinum last time I spoke to him, I think, that he mm. just earned from playing the game and trading uh, uh, yeah. with other players. I think Warframe is a game where I've always looked at it and gone, I like the look of that, but I'm just worried it's going to be a bit like, you know, starting a heroin addiction in the, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Arlen. yeah. I'll oh, start yeah. it and I'll never be able to quit it and it'll yeah. take over my life and I'll That's be like, it. yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'll, I'll just be that guy going, you can't really change, it's your plan. All that, all that, all yeah. that nice <laughs> stuff behind you, Bradley, will have no, gone. No. It'll, be, it'll be some alley yeah. somewhere with a dumpster behind you. Yeah, they, they, I'll sell this to afford more platinum and that. Yeah. I just, yeah. just need some more Bradley, platinum. You no, no. should not play this game. I just, yeah. I, just yeah. need, I just need that new helmet. I just need the new helmet. I just no, need it. Will he'll get to he'll get to that point when he's chilled himself out and he's got no money left and then he'll open up his store in Mayroon's Bazaar and he'll go, Look at all my stuff. Yeah. And then he'll be platinum flush again. Come view my wares. Yeah. Just reference uh, anyway. you and trade your platinum back into real money. So yeah. probably for the best. So I'll just move now just quickly on to what I've been watching. And and this is again, it's another old take. Okay, so um many, many years ago I tried to watch the Clone Wars series. Okay, and Watched, I think I got nearly through the first season and I just gave up because I thought, yeah, I, I was watching it. It was very, it, it was, it was done very much aimed for kids. It was very, very basic. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm, I'm just not enjoying it. I'm just I think it's why it I liked Star it. Wars. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, the first, <laughs> the first thing, I just didn't get on with it. So bring, bring us a few years later and having a conversation with Phil. And Phil said, no, you should definitely get into it. You should try it from season four onwards. Because that was around about the time where they started to realise, apparently from what Phil was saying, that they started to realise that a lot of the demographic watching The Clone Wars wasn't necessarily kids. It was just Star Wars fans. So they started yeah, so to people make People like me, you, Ratley, were the people exactly. that were watching yeah. it. And they suddenly... And then they had... Was it Dave Filoni again was... A lot more involved in the direction of the game as yeah. well and you just see this absolute tone shift yeah yeah so um 
obviously, but as always happens when a new Star Wars movie or show comes out, I go on a bit of a Star Wars kick. So I'm watching the uh, Book of Boba Fett, obviously, as we all are, yeah. um, really enjoying that. And I thought, oh, I need to go back through and, and start watching the movies again. So I watched episode one, watched episode two. So I see the whole thing with Jango Fett and Boba Fett, you know, when he's he was younger. And I thought, you know, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to jump in season four of The Clone Wars. Uh, and I'm now on episode 19 of season four. And it, I'm absolutely loving it. You know, I'm really, really pleased that I went back in and that I took that advice of Phil to go in at the point that I did because they've created these, they're almost small stories over three episode arcs. So there's one, I've just watched the one where Obi-Wan Kenobi goes in disguise um, and goes undercover. Um, I just watched one where I just... What do you mean Death like Watch. where he goes to Tatooine and completely changes his name? Yeah, that's it, to yep. Ben Kenobi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know yeah. who that Gen- was. Genius. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. um so yeah but yeah so i'm watching through that at the moment and and i'm absolutely loving it so um again and it only gets it only gets better there's so many more of those little story arcs like there's yeah that's what more stuff on death watch and about the mandalorian culture yeah more than stuff about that yeah oh it all feeds in and i guarantee you'll end up watching all that and you'll be like oh i need to watch I need to watch the uh, the bounty hunter again. I need to watch the Mandalorian again because now yeah. I understand so much more. Yeah. You start learning all the lore behind the dark saber, and you'd be like, yeah, yeah just you suddenly understand that, yeah. the weight of that scene when he comes in carrying the dark saber and the hand guy, over. and Bo Katan's like, I can't take that off you, and you don't get it unless you understand the history behind the dark saber. Although, although there is a little bit of a oh dear, there's a point where she literally takes it off somebody else, isn't there? But we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's uh, not talk about that. But <laughs> you get to that point, you'll love it. And then um, another one that I keep referencing is you find out loads more about Darth Maul and why you see him sat at the end of Solo, mm. effectively as the head of the Eclipse Cartel, and they go through like the backstory of what happened to him from effectively getting cut in half and falling yeah, down a shaft. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. So yeah, really good so stuff. Much. It's really it is expanding my Star Wars knowledge more than uh, more than I thought it would, which is which is really good. Um, and on a, just a slight side note, because I mentioned Millennium about Falcon, Boba Fett, that um, what's the chances? I think potentially that we might see something with Darth Maul. Um, introduced into the book of Boba Fett, the whole kind of you know crime lord type thing. Maybe we might see something there. That would be pretty cool. Mm. Sorry, what did you say, Thunderlips? I said it's time to get that 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 Lego Millennium Falcon, isn't it? And, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. My wife would leave me if I spent six hundred and fifty quid on a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Oh wait, I haven't got a wife. That's why. That's why. No, you're you right. All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, you did. You did. But you just didn't talk about it. And now you bought the Millennium Falcon. And yeah. Yeah, Craig, don't you have that like dark siphoning bank account where you put some money in there to buy stuff? Are you trying to get me in trouble because my son's watching? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. And just in case Sherman's listening to this, Jen, Sherman has a secret bank account he funnels money into to buy video games. And, because, and you don't know that's about how it. Really, that's how really stable marriages work. Yeah. Secret bank accounts. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Right, we're getting a bit off topic here. So wow. I think I'm going to wind this up. It's not like us to go off topic, is it, at all? No, um, so, not at all. Yeah, we are going to move into the, the meat and potatoes of the episode. I think oh, is there something to, to talk about? There is. There is something oh, to talk about. I mean, we are a little bit behind probably the rest of YouTube and the social media spheres. Um, but um, a little uh, little thing happened uh, between Microsoft and Activision Blizzard, and I think that was on Monday. Um, yeah, which is a bit of a shocker, really. But I mean, Microsoft have acquired them for uh, a tidy, tiny little sum of sixty-eight point seven billion dollars. I, I, I believe what Phil said was, "You're my bitch now." 
Yeah, that's, yeah, something like that, possibly. <laughs> I could think. I reckon you were flying the wall at the meeting. I reckon this is exactly. I was there. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> right after he slapped the check down on the desk and then just slid it across, yeah. Oh, maybe that's how the movie rights will go on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Phil Spencer, obviously the new um, Microsoft CEO of gaming, as he's got himself a nice flashy <laughs> new title now, which is lovely. Um, he just he announced on Monday that uh, Activision Blizzard companies will report to him after that deal is closed. Um, and it's expected uh, to complete fiscal year of 2023, so which ends in June of 2023. Mm. Um, so it's going to take a little while to go through because obviously seventy billion dollars. I reckon there's probably quite a few eyes to dot and T's to cross, probably. Um, so that's when we're probably looking, you know, a bit of time to go before we see it. On a separate announcement, um, they also mention about the acquisition that um, it's not only about adding those new studios and new games into the massive roster that they've already got now at Microsoft with however many 30 old studios they've got now um, but it's also about building the company's foundation for the metaverse going forward which is a bit of a buzzword that we're starting to see from you know your likes of your Facebooks and your Googles popping up everywhere so Microsoft are looking at it from a, a, a pretty sort of long-term standpoint hence I think the you know the large price tag they paid um just i kind of wanted to put the deal into context a little bit for people who are watching because i know you guys obviously know all about it and what's been going on but just to have some of the names that is obviously going to be we're going to be dealing with within this deal you've got your likes of your call of duty you've got your world of warcraft you've got diablo it's Tony Hawks, Overwatch, starcraft Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, um, and a bit of an odd one, but Candy Crush. Obviously, you know, not really an ex ever likely to be an Xbox game. Well, I suppose it could be, but that is a hell of a cash cow. Um, so this, this, you know, it's 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 a it's a lot going on with that really. And I think initially, I wanted to. I'm going to go to Chris first with a bit of a question, and we can all kind of like bounce off this one. So, I mean, I guess it, just how much of a big deal is this? Yeah, how not, much of a big deal is it? It's not, it's it's not a big deal. Nah, mate. So oh, no, first. We're, we're done. Everybody I don't even right. know why we're here. Why are we talking about this? And thank you very much for that, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, uh, how big of a deal is it? Well, it, it significantly bumps Microsoft's profile within gaming. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, they weren't exactly mm. a small potato as it stood, but, no. you know, they've gone from, you know, I think it was like fourth place or fifth place now to like third biggest game publisher. And that, I can see that only going... <laughs> Sorry, just in that comment. <laughs> Love, lovely conspiracy of secrets within the Larter family. Uh, Good uh, news, yeah, Ryan. So, Sorry, Chris. Should be able to get some. No, stuff no, no, no. I, I thoroughly approve of the uh, the the. Uh, won't tell mum. Uh, good lad. Good lad. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the um, yeah, I mean, it is it is a massive deal. I mean, it, Microsoft taking ownership of some of these IPs. You know, like let's not let's not kid ourselves. This is a Big deal. I mean, there are so many other IPs which you didn't mention as well that Activision have, and it, it's you know, it's great. There are so many layers to this as to why it's a big deal. You know, like yeah, not not even just from the games point of view. I mean, like the from the from the bringing together studios and 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 the way that certain studios will be run from now on. I'm sure will be very different. And we've talked at length on the pod about that stuff. So, you know, in previous episodes. So, I mean, just just the whole thing is a big deal for gaming as a whole. Um, yeah, it's going to upset some people, and it's going to be—it's definitely 
put the cat so well and truly amongst the pigeons. I mean, you know, it was like, you know, so, so it wasn't just like throwing a, a house cat into to Leicester Square so much as it was, or Trafalgar Square. It was more like walking down there with like, you know, like two caged tigers and just letting them rip in the middle of Trafalgar Square and go, cats, <laughs> cats are amongst the pigeons, boys, you know. Like, it's it's a big deal, right? That's... um. I mean, look at, you know, StarCraft is huge, right? A license for money. World of Warcraft, license for money. Cool. Candy Crush. Well, that just is just, it's just money, you know? <laughs> like, and Call of Duty, whilst it is on a, a bit of a downward trend at the minute, is still, let's not... You say downward trend, but Vanguard, and I can't even remember what last year's are, they are still the best-selling games yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, of last year and 2020, despite not being as well-received as previous versions, well, they're still yeah. the best-selling I, I think, games. I think it's on a downward trend for Call of Duty, which is yeah. still miles above everything yeah. else, right? It's like, oh no, we only sold 27 million copies of it instead yeah. of 28 million. It, it was oh, a no. slow year. You know, yeah, so it's like, I mean, they, they sell a lot more than that, I suppose. But, you know, there's that point of like, yeah, maybe it isn't at its peak right now, but I, I think there's going to be a lot of talks about how they restore these franchises, what they do with them. I, I, I say that. Sorry, I just want to break in there. I think there's one reason why as well Call of Duty isn't quite as making the numbers as it used to and Warzone is very big impact on that, which is the free-to-play Call of Duty. And a lot of hardcore mm. players are going into that kind of area with Warzone rather. Than, so that is going to cause a yeah. bit of a drop-off on things like Vanguard. Why would you pay $60, $60 dollars, $80, whatever you're paying, depending on where you are, for a game where you're already playing the multiplayer that you want to play on Warzone, which is free-to-play? Well, so I, 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 yeah. I think it's there also, are different things implement coming sort of playing into that numbers yeah. for Call of Duty. I mean, think as well, if along the same vein as that, if you take it as the like, you know, a lot of children, for example, younger children play things like Call of Duty. Well, actually, you know, if you've got Warzone, you suddenly don't need to ask for Call of Duty Vanguard mm -hmm. for your Christmas or your yeah. birthday present. Yeah, yeah. You can ask mm -hmm. for that other game you want and you could still play Warzone with your friends. And I think maybe that's totally. another. I think there is a huge, yeah, there's a huge, like, like you say, there's that, that Call of Duty piece definitely plays into it. Yeah. But let's not forget, like, you know, going free to play doesn't hurt, like, Warframe, War like we were talking about earlier. You know, Candy Crush is a free to play game. Uh, and I know it's a mobile hey, game. And I know it isn't hardcore, but let's look at Candy Crush as anything. And, and how much money does Candy Crush make? It's, oh. it, is, it is insane. <laughs> at one point, it was the highest grossing title in, in the world. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Every making... single mother in the UK, yeah. single mother, has that on their phone. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> and, and and it's amazing how people pay cash, Candy Crush so casually, and are are fine with just dropping a couple of quid here and there. And that's what yeah, what Candy yeah. Crush does so well, right? Yeah. And and Microsoft have just got a license to print money there. You know, I mean, I'm sure there are so many things we'll never know about where Microsoft went. Is this worth seventy billion? You know, or sixty-eight point nine, or whatever it was. You know, like uh, we'll just say seventy for a nice big round number. Yeah. And um, uh, and and you know, there is some serious like it's, it's the IP power. Like so, going back, like I, one of my first first things we said when you rang me up and I swore a lot initially when you told me the news. I was I was in the car at the time. That was funny. When yeah. I put a post up when it literally about seven minutes after it had got announced, I put a post in the group and Ratley hadn't commented. I thought, oh, I bet he's driving. So I phoned him. Have you heard the news? He went, what's that? I said uh, Microsoft have bought Activision Blizzard. <laughs> there was there was there was a lot of words that would really do away with the PG thirteen rating that Phil's already ruined. But honestly, there was so much. I was like, uh, you know, and and like I said, you know, there, there's so much. There's, there's this. So, but I said, like, my, one of my first things I had to remember, Craig, I was like, maybe I'll finally get a new Guitar Hero game now, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, so there's there's loads of IPs to pull from as well. So super excited. It's, it's a huge deal. I mean. 
let's not kid ourselves. Like Sony's response, first response shows you how much of a big deal it was when Sony's first response wasn't anything other than we expect Microsoft to honor their contractual agreements when they buy Activision. They basically knew what Microsoft were, you know, done in terms of how, how big it was a deal for the industry. They were like, I think the Bethesda thing ties into that, doesn't it? Because they were very kind of close to themselves and then right until they actually actually had the, the deal in the bag. And then they went, okay, these are all first party now. These are going to be exclusive mm. from Bethesda. And obviously Sony are going to be extremely concerned. But I think the tweet this week from, from Phil Spencer really yeah. has kind of said, you know, okay, guys, yeah. I mean, they really have got Sony by the balls in a sense. But it wouldn't, <laughs> uh, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't serve them in any way whatsoever whatsoever to take away Call of Duty from them and other IPs like that because it would be detrimental to them at the end of the day so therefore they are going he's already said they're going to honour those contractual obligations as far as Call of Duty and perhaps other IPs with Sony so I think that's really important Important. and again it shows it shows their dedication to the gaming industry not I think we'll cover that in a minute but I'm actually something I think I'm glad you brought up there actually is just mentioning about the Bethesda deal because that was a bit of a follow-up to this question and I'll I'll push that to you Alan first is that what in terms of the gaming in so not, not from a business standpoint let's say but from a game standpoint what's the bigger deal the acquisition of Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, or the acquisition of Bethesda. What do you think? See, see, I think I think people are looking at it from the wrong angle, right? I think a lot of people are talking about the exclusivity, and I think well, this is something that we've touched on before on previous conversations, especially with the Bethesda acquisition. And it's not necessarily about exclusivity; it's about Game Pass. If I have a choice between owning a PlayStation and paying sixty to eighty dollars for a game, or owning Xbox, where I pay £15 a month. Actually, I don't. Phil does. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) So basically, I pay nothing, and I get all of these IPs for nothing because I don't even have to pay because of game share. I'm getting Diablo. I'm getting Call of Duty. I'm getting Candy Crush. I'm, get, I'm probably going to get all of these games for nothing on Game Pass because I, I share with with Phil. That is immense. And it's the same. Like, while, That's a good, like, £250 well, worth of, like, game expenditures. amount of IPs. Now, when I'm looking at Bethesda, I'm like, yeah, it's great that I'm getting exclusivity, but I'm all about the gaming. And just because I'm an Xbox fan does not mean I'm like, you're Sony PlayStation owners. I'm not like that. I think gaming should be about inclusivity. I, I want to see them enjoying games as much as we are. And I hate the exclusivity card. I really, really do. But as far as this acquisition and the acquisition from Bethesda, I think the big deal here is the fact that if you pay that £15 a month, even if they put it up to 20 or 30 to be honest, you are getting a Thank stunning... Thank you, my dear. They're going to, let's be honest. At some point, they're going to raise that price. But let's be honest, yeah, you are still getting an astonishing good deal with an immense mm-hmm. amount of catalogue of games with this new acquisition, all the, the, the studios they oh. had before. So I don't think, from my point of view, the exclusivity is the big deal. It's the fact that if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you yeah. get all the games well, included with yeah. it. I think you're right. Al. I think it's something, something we, we we talk about this a lot about Game Pass and how it, it brings it, it brings so much to the table. Game Pass has now got to that point, and and again, I know that it's not as perfect as having Call of Duty. Or, I'm not saying Call of Duty. Let's not say that. Let's just say it's Starfield because we know Starfield is going to be exclusive, right? So we know Starfield when it launches will be an Xbox system exclusive, where that you know and that means well, ecosystem exclusive. So you only better get it on Game Pass or Xbox consoles or PC, right? Mm. Uh, we know this. We absolutely know this is we, we at least at launch anyway, right? Yeah, at least at launch. I think I'd be surprised if it went anywhere else. But 
we know that but but that doesn't mean if you're a playstation gamer you could you have to miss out it means that if you've got any web capable device whether it be your phone whether it be your your pc your mac your you know your your playstation for god's sake has a web browser that you mm-hmm. can do it you can stream via game by xcloud go or xbox cloud gaming whatever you want to call it to that machine and still have it all you have to do is pay an xbox subscription and this is the genius of microsoft like looking, they're still getting those those yeah, at, look into the future guys, yeah, yeah look into the future go on it's also I, worth it's, bearing in mind that Xbox don't make money on their consoles. Yeah, either. well, this is what I was, so, exactly yeah. what I was so making this exclusive. Yeah. Is it's not a, it's not to sell like Sony make mm-hmm. profit on their consoles, particularly with it's that. It's the sell subscriptions PS5. to Game Pass is yeah. all it is. Particularly the PS5 revision where they changed the heating and stuff has now made them apparently cost positive. Is it? Although. I think recently hasn't they just got twenty five million subscribers? I believe is yeah, the they said twenty five million. Yeah, they've yeah. just they've just touched that, and that is just going to keep going up and up and up and but, up. But yeah. Phil made the point I was going to make with where I was going with mine was Microsoft are looking to the future when, yeah, we all talk about how many boxes they sell and we all like, I love my Series X. It's a brilliant box and I love yeah. it under my, my next to my TV. But the future isn't boxes under set TV sets. The future it's is not. streaming services. And we all know this. Eventually yeah. it's going to be, yeah. that's what it's going to be. And Microsoft are putting themselves in that position where in five to 10 years time, they are so well positioned because again, we talk about Microsoft making money. Microsoft make money at the moment from Azure. Cloud services is where Microsoft makes the bulk of its cash because Microsoft are so far ahead of that game and they've positioned themselves in gaming to be the absolute forefront of cloud services. I mean, they might not be at this moment that it's going to be an argument debatable thing, but there's no question in my, in my mind that the console space in particular, nobody, no, there is nothing close to Microsoft's cloud offering you know, yeah. and their whole Game Pass package. Let's and that's what Microsoft are bolstering here. They're not, they're not about selling more Xboxes. Yeah. They're about bolstering that service proposition so that when you, when you, again, but also to Alan's point, if you go to buy a box, it's like, well, this one's got game pass and you get call of duty, you get Diablo, you get all this stuff, or you can buy the other box, which they'll cost you 80 80 quid a pop on, you know, and and it makes a massive difference. It's a no brainer. One of the big things with, with the whole games, the whole game pass scenario, because obviously, you know, that's, that's again, I agree with you all of you a big driver into why this acquisitions come about you know it's a big part of it is is bolstering that game pass library and and all that kind of cloud uh, proposition now one thing with with xbox is they've never they've generally like they've they've always been kind of the 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 runner up with everything yeah, the 360, arguably, you know, they got out early, so they kind of had a bit of a, you know, a, a, a success story with that one because Sony messed up the PlayStation launch. Um, but with Game Pass, this thing that they've launched and that they're running with has completely shook the industry. It is a complete game changer, um, and it is, it's like it's a real trailblazer. Do you know what I mean? So they're out ahead of it, out ahead of everyone else. Sony are planning to put their off- offer in. There'll be other companies that will try and do the same thing. So what they're doing is, for me, is they are kind of digging a trench around what they've got. So they're saying, all of this stuff here, we are buying all this stuff up. It's going to be within our subscription service. So the other subscription services can't have it. So not necessarily that, you know, they, you can't play this on this this console or play this on this oh. console. Mm-hmm. It is within our service because they're seeing the future. This is all going to become service-based like Netflix, like Amazon Prime, like Disney Plus. It's going to be like that with games. And you'll get to a point where people will just stop buying games but they'll just go which subscription service am i going to get because it's got that on oh well i like oh actually i really like that sony exclusive i'm going to get sony's subscription model as well you know it's it's the same as how a lot of us now have multiple tv streaming services yeah Yeah. it's um, going to be the same market that's the way that i think that that's what they're doing they are cornering off their little bit of the garden and saying this is all ours 
and you know we can do deals you know if i can come on if i can go i want to be on the sony platform you can go on to your um, playstation 6 or whatever or playstation 5 pro and you can download the game pass app or you can have these games through a game pass subscription by microsoft on the sony console and quite frankly nobody even comes close to, to, to Microsoft at the moment as far as their catalogue, the developers they have under their wing now. It's just they're so far ahead of the competition. I don't, I, nobody can compete with that. It's just they are awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. Um, so, right, yeah, so just on to the next point that I had um, just written down. Um, I mean, I think, Phil, I wanted to say to you, okay, so... There's oh, also been a bit of a tweet coming out. There's a bit of a tweet been coming out. <laughs> so let me just pop this up on here. Has Phil, um, has Phil been tweeting again? Is that in rude? No, 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 no. <laughs> not this Phil. Different Phil. Different Phil. Um, so I had a good call this yeah. uh, good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honour all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value the relationship. Hello around the side there, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So, Mr. Phil, yeah, your namesake, he's come out with that. Do we think that mainline Call of Duties are going to become exclusive to the Xbox platform and Warzone is going to go across all of them? Or do we think that they're all going to stay cross-platform or it's all going to go exclusive? What do we think? There's one key word in that announcement, <laughs> and it's that word existing. It doesn't say future it says honor all existing agreements upon acquisition true so that means the current call of duty needs to stay on the console that means warzone <laughs> needs to stay on the playstation that doesn't mean whatever the next call of duty is sorry do i need to i don't know which way to lean there we go here we go yeah that doesn't mean whatever the next call of duty that doesn't mean whatever the next Call of Duty has to go on there. And, you know, that that applies to any other platforms out there. Yeah, you're sorry, Phil. No, I, 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 I'm I totally get that. And, and I, I think that uh, I th I, at the same time, I don't think there's there's any need to, to actually restrict... PlayStation owners from playing future Call of Duty games. I, I don't as think I said, I, th I think from my point of view as a Game Pass subscriber, Ultimate Game Pass subscriber or uh, Game Pass sharer with, the fact of the matter is the fact that I can just, from this point onwards, play Call of Duty without paying anything extra for a game I wouldn't normally play. Because I, 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 you know, the last one I bought was Modern Warfare and I enjoyed that. But generally I don't play it because, you know, I'm over 50 and I just can't, Move and of the reaction as, time as, as a bunch of 13 year olds i just can't do it and every game ends with me probably in tears or shouting at the screen i don't need that level of stress i had a heart attack last year so but i i just i, I do enjoy the game sometimes because i've kind of moved past that zet i'm now zen and i just i just want to play and i just enjoy it but i'm not going to pay 60 pounds or 80 pounds for a game that i'm just going to play for like a few days the, on game pass the, i'm going to play it so that's the key difference i think going forward yeah They've said yeah. they will honour existing agreements. So, yes, they could turn around and make it exclusive. And, yes, they could do an app for the PlayStation. You can play it on your phone. You know, it's in the Xbox ecosystem. Realistically, do I think that? No. I think they will put it on Game Pass and drive as many people to that subscription as possible. And I, I think I, the people yeah. that don't want to 
will still have the option to pay yeah. 60, 70, 80 pounds. They can have it on their PS5. It can be in 4K, 120 frames a second, the best experience on the PlayStation. They're still making not the gonna... money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're still I, getting paid for it. It's I, I think, still yeah. their company and their IP. What yeah. do they lose? It's, I, it's one of those those IPs that's, that's, that makes more sales on PlayStation than it does on Xbox. That's a fact. So mm. by restricting PlayStation sales, they're cutting off a huge source of revenue to but, themselves. But this, here's an interesting one on that. On that, one of the reasons it sells more currently on PlayStation, I'm sure, is a well, that a there's more PlayStations out there, right? Let's not let's not kill ourselves. But b they also have the exclusive content deals, right? At the moment, all yeah. the exclusive content is, is is they get like a month, excuse me, or a whole year on some modes, right? Um, if we saw those exclusivities go around the next Call of Duty, let's say, right? We don't know what the the, the existing arrangement might say. That the next two Call of Duty Sony still have existing things in place and they'll have to keep yeah. that right but we don't know that so let's just let's just spitball and pretend that the next title hasn't been signed off and we don't know what the deals are and there's no exclusivity at this moment in time so you can imagine that it won't happen right? or when the deal closes then call of duty after that that won't have that that particular caveat right and then you say well you can have it on your playstation but it's 80 quid right uh 80 dollars or 80 whatever or you know you know whatever your currency you're using 80 euros or whatever or you can have xbox and it's part of your xbox subscription you start to get that at the point where there isn't an exclusivity deal. You don't have the win from the for that, and then it's going to cost me another eighty quid to buy it over here, where I could just have a month where I get all my other games included. Do you think it will start swinging the pendulum? And this is the big question, isn't it? Is it going to be enough to go make people go, "Well, hold on, my PlayStation. It might be my preferred place to play, but is it the best place to play now? Is it going to be? Is it going to start making that?" The Xbox are more preferred place to play. I, I mean, I don't the, know. It's an interesting. It's an interesting place, right? Or maybe even PC Game Pass. Because let's face it, PC Game Pass is about to get a big shot in the arm with this as well. Call mm. of Duty Warzone is going to be a free on PC. Well, not free, included in Game Pass on PC, right? And that's a huge deal. So suddenly, PlayStation are going to find their their dominance in COD extremely challenged. Did you know? I don't know. What, I, don't know. I don't know. What's What's interesting here is it's the timing. So we are in the next generation of consoles your xbox series x your series s and your ps5 they are the next gen consoles they are not readily available it's still an absolute pain in the plums trying to get hold of a console there's a lot of people mm. out there that just don't have them now mm. this announcement all of a sudden all those existing playstation 4 customers those sony customers who are buying out you know that i'm talking about the people that they buy fifa and they buy call of duty mm. and they maybe buy gta and that's all they buy every year they at some point will want to upgrade. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to correct you there. They do not buy GTA every year because there is <laughs> no way. Sorry, they buy the sales for GTA. Every I think they are buying it every year. <laughs> they buy it every time it's re released when they do an upgrade, yeah. which is every years. year. <laughs> and then they're shark card because they need to get into the new heist. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Those people that haven't been able to get hold of console because they're not really that bothered right now. It's like it's a new console, but it works on my PS4. But at some point, they want one when they're readily available. Mm. They're going to have that decision. That's they're the people when that conversation comes in. They're like, okay, brilliant, I get PS5. Oh, mm. hang on a sec, hundred percent. If I spend my money over there, I'm just going to get COD every year anyway. And actually, let's think about it. Game Pass includes EA access at the moment as well. So yeah, that gets I, I, you all of your FIFA's I, rather than the current one. So all of a sudden, actually two games that you potentially would spend £160 on or more, that's a hell of a chunk off the cost of the console right there if you're not going to have to buy that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a really strong move in terms of that. Like you say, like, 
it's 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 got that that ability to make people just think twice about the thing they thought was a dead cert and they were going to buy, right? I mean, I'm not saying that that we're suddenly going to see people stop buying PlayStation every night. It's not going to happen because we have the other problem is we're all plugged into the great gaming hive mind and we spend our days on Twitter checking out who's done what, etc. And most people. I've probably heard the news, but don't really get what that means for don't them. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, they don't care, and they will only care when it becomes a reality of like, well, mm. you know, this is this is the situation, and and it, or one of their friends says, "Well, I'm not buying a PlayStation anymore. I'm going to buy mean, an Xbox because of Game Pass." And that kind of brings to mind. Can you just imagine what would happen if Microsoft went? You know what? We're making all these part IPs exclusive now. Mm. Up the PlayStation. That That's would be saying, a yes. massive impact on the industry and a massive impact on on PlayStation. Because as you say, there's more units out there for PlayStation. All of a sudden, there's all these units. Let's be honest, the catalogue for PlayStation is not that great. You know? Oh, that's, a bit, it, that's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh. I'm yeah. sorry, but it, no, it's, it's, it's not. Compared to no. what they've now got available at Microsoft, the amount of IPs... I'm you sorry. Forward, you mean going forward? Going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll I'm give you sorry, that. Yeah. But it's not, it's, it, there's no comparison. Well, if I take like, all yeah. of that away from them, Call of Duty, Diablo, you know, all of those games that are no longer available on the PlayStation, that would have a massive impact. I, I will say, on, I, I get where you're going with that, Al. I get where you're going with that. But I do, I do have to say, I think Sony is still in a very strong position. They are still the second oh, biggest man. publisher of games in the world, right? They are, mm-hmm. the, they are second biggest. And I think that they have a breadth of, original ip that no one's going to stop buying playstations with the new god of war no. um, yeah. the new spider-man game things like that sony is still going to do well but <laughs> like alan says there is no way that someone can look at this guy and and no longer say that they're happy with just a playstation mm. because there's going to be so much stuff like alan said which has suddenly disappeared from their ability like diablo is a big one as he said just there diablo we, we don't we haven't even talked much about it. we talked about cod so much mm. but like diablo 4 is coming and if you can't get that anywhere but pc or xbox i mean we don't know we don't know right that might not be the case no, it might be on playstation know, yeah. but if it happens and diablo 4 is a game pass exclusive or Xbox like PC, mm. that would be massive for a lot of people. They'd yeah. be really peeved, you know, and it would be yeah. a reason to, to move forward. Sony's well, the thing with Sony is their their existing their exclusivity stable is very much like it's that third person gritty mm. older experience. Like there's a certain demographic they've absolutely locked mm. down with their God of Wars, with their mm. Horizon Zero Dawns. That yeah. Last of Us is doesn't yeah Last of Us Xbox doesn't quite have. Like we've got all of these studios, but because these studios haven't produced their content yet, we still don't have a direct competitor. So Sony and are still in a really strong place at an early point in this new console lifespan that those exclusives are driving PlayStation 5 sales. If mm. enough PlayStation 5s are sold. I think, I think you know, on that point, what I find quite interesting is do you now know that two characters, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, yeah. are PlayStation mascots and IPs now belong? to xbox yeah i but, enjoy but, the irony of that but talking about stuff like that right what's gonna what i'm gonna find weird is let's say they do continue to release card and diablo onto playstation right they these playstation customers are going to fire up their playstation and they're going to present it with a screen that says xbox Microsoft. xbox yeah. games or whatever it's xbox, xbox gaming games. you know yeah. but, they, but, but they bought minecraft didn't they they bought minecraft 2.5 billion at the time we thought that was a massive sale it was, it was huge and then, then the bethesda thing happened and that was 7 billion we were like oh my god and now it looks <laughs> tiny compared to what they've done now but yeah. but they, they stood they stuck by their guns even when they released minecraft dungeons which, you know, I didn't think was as good as it could have been, but hey. A lot of fun, though. Yeah, it's for kids. But but the fact is, they still release that 
across mm -hmm. all the platforms, including PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So when 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 they say they're committed to to, to when they bought a, an IP and they're committed to you know not just immediately going it's ours, you can't have it. Yeah, they're not just necessarily like that. So I think time will will and tell I, yeah, the truth, yeah. and, and I, I think, think some I think of these yeah. IPs will definitely still be very much available. Yeah. Across I, the I whole. think I think as as we've covered with it earlier, where I said like I think the Game Pass is their key to making it available to everybody, and they'll yeah. just mm -hmm. and if, if if people say they're hiding behind Game Pass by saying it's available to everyone if you buy Game Pass, it's like but that's just true. If you've it's got a, a modern smartphone. So yeah, it's, it's what, if it's you've what got a modern right? smartphone, you know, or a, or a, any PC, anything with a web browser, mm. you can play these games. And yes, I, I, as Phil said, it won't be 4K 120 hertz. It won't be the best version of these games, but that's where they get you. Oh, if you want the best version, you either go buy yourself yeah. a shiny new PC powered by Windows where you can put Game Pass on it, or you buy yourself an Xbox, right? Yeah. So, so, so but they haven't taken... So yeah, they haven't taken it away from, from someone, right? They haven't gone, you yeah, can't yeah. have this. They've gone, this is how you get it, and we're giving you the option to have that any way you choose to, but it's it's obviously there's a there's a different ways in. I think that Microsoft in the gaming space have been they've been bullied for a long time, you know, because yeah. they have been the underdog and they've been they've had to bend to the will of others, you know, of larger players in the industry. And I think what they're doing is again, I'd say that say the analogy again, you know, they're staking out their bit of the ground and, and becoming a bigger player in the playground. You know, they they're, they're going to be able to to create more waves and. <laughs> drive more things in the industry where they haven't done before so um something you mentioned a minute ago that i wanted to circle back onto alan and this is this is pointed directly at you actually um is diablo 4 we know that you are a big um, fan of diablo and you're really looking forward to that um do you think that it is going to become a pc and xbox exclusive so first of all, I want to touch on the fact that I, I, I've already mentioned this, but the fact that we were all talking about the 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 uh, the environment in which yeah. um, Diablo was, um, you know, with the studio and Bobby Kotek and everything else. And I think that's important to point out. We'll that, also come the, on to that a bit later, but yeah. Well, we yeah. So so, um, but, but but yeah. For, but for me, um, I, 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 again, I, I'm not that worried as far as I don't see that. Um, it's going to become exclusive. I don't. I don't see that. Uh, or if it is going to be exclusive, it's going to be for a short period of time. For me, the important factor is, as a Game Pass subscriber, that it's. Go I, I don't have to pay any money. And also, a big part of it is that now that company is owned by a company that actually. I, I know. And yeah, I know that Phil Spencer. His first thing is to say we want these companies to be autonomous, and there are clearly issues. Uh, at Blizzard uh, uh, and, uh, and Activision, that, that you know some of the cultural issues. Again, we'll come back to that in a bit. I know, and there are clearly issues, but at the same time, that's one of the reasons why in previous podcasts, you know, very Chris and you guys have been very much. We're not going to buy Diablo games moving forward, and I totally stand by that. I have no spine. Um, I do support the people who've gone through hardships. And you some folded like a wet terrible. paper towel. I bought it. What can I say? I but bought but Diablo we had too. this discussion, yeah. and I agree with yeah. you. There is a point where you have to go, if we don't buy yeah. this, those people can't eat. And, and it's, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. I, know, I I wanted to support those people. But how do you do that? And I get it. So I get where you're going with this. I, that's how but, you but, with, but with Diablo 4, I kind of feel that that's kind of like, for me as a, as a consumer, that's a great thing. Because now I feel like this IP is under a, a company... Uh, a, you know, a CEO that actually cares about what's how that game is actually created and the people that create that, the actual developers and the people that work. Mm. So while they say they're not directly going to be involved, I can't help feeling their their ethos is going to dribble down right. the system. 
so to speak. And there is going to be serious change because of that. And I think that's a positive thing, most definitely, not only for the industry, but for the people, but for the company and the developers of the game Diablo. Because that, And that's good for me as a consumer, because I now feel confident in my playing of a game, even though I no longer have to put, I think I won't, have to purchase, play any more money, so to speak, outside of my Game Pass to play the game. I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about the fact that I can buy it and feel good about, sorry, about playing it and not bad and, and, and feel like that there's something wrong with the, the actual creation of this product. I think that's a very positive move forward as far as I sort of look at it. Yeah, let's not kid ourselves as well. There'll be some microtransactions in there for some outfits of it, so they'll make some money out of that. Of course, anyway. but you so, don't uh, have to let's, buy them. Let's not kid ourselves about them not making some additional money on a I, I, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think, I think, I, I think the, the, the good thing, like Alan says, I, 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 know, I know Craig put the statement up from Microsoft a minute ago there. that they yeah. part, It was part of yeah, the initial announcement. Yeah, it's a bit later, but we've kind of sort yeah. of moved on to it now naturally, yeah. so I'm just kind of... So, yeah. so if, we, if we chuck it up again, like, I love yeah. this. A, yeah, so I'll, I'll just go, I'll, tell you what, I'll read it for you, Craig. I'll save you the time this time. Thanks, mate. It says, it says, as a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio cultures we believe the creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams and all leaders to this commitment, and we're looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across Activision Blizzard. And See, that's that's kind of interesting, because in yeah. one sentence, he's saying we respect their autonomy. In the second sentence, they're saying, but we look forward to our ethos being well, proactive yeah, but, but within I think, these companies. But I think know? what they're saying there is they're saying they're saying we look forward to letting these studios do what they want to do in terms of make great mm. games. But what we're not, what we're, we're, we're not happy first. to let them do. Yeah, what we're not happy exactly. to do is act like complete and utter, complete and utter bastards. Artists. Let's not let's yeah. not kid ourselves. Yeah. The stuff that we heard about last year from Activision Blizzard, it was making me feel physically sick sometimes. So mm. it's great that Microsoft have come into this and have gone. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna put this right. We're gonna take care of people in these in these positions. I, we're gonna try and be as, as right as we can by the people that exist and do the the, the right thing and and yeah. bring it to the point it's, where it's where not only time. can those people making the games feel great about the games again, but we as consumers like I yeah. I, I couldn't have played Diablo two, which is a game I love. And and again, I'm not having a dig at you for this, Alan, but me personally, there was such a there was such a thing. If I'd have if I'd have gone and played Diablo two, I would have just felt like I was. Not justifying it even, but it just it, it was it was that point where it would have left a, a sick feeling for me, and it would have spoiled I'm it. Scum. I, I, no, not at all, mate. Nah. Not at all because we I had agree discussion. with him. He and is. I, I yeah, think he's I absolute scum. Right, okay, not me, just me, for that, but in general. Me, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah, he is. I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say it's not for the Diablo reason. Scum. But yeah, you got, okay. <laughs> 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 but, um, but the, uh, the thing is, like, it, uh, but this is was the quandary I was left with. Like, like you said, though, Alan, like the problem I yeah. was left with was I wanted to make sure the people who made the game were rewarded for making the game. What I didn't want to do, though, it was inadvertently reward people for abusing people, and that was that was the quandary I was faced with. I had mm. there was no way I could do one, one without the other, right? Mm. And and it was it was getting difficult to like I, I to rest with that. And I wanted to play Diablo two from the nostalgia point of view. I, I was so excited for Diablo two. It's good. I, I don't. I don't doubt it, and I, I now feel slightly better if I were to choose to go buy it. That I would. I would not be doing the, the wrong thing anymore. The problem um, with this is, it's always about voting with your wallet. That's the yeah, only thing. Yeah. These but but big I have to say, understand but, is they see a dent yeah. in their profits, and they know, okay, 
we need to change something. And mm. and I think this is exactly what that has done, where we've all we've all voted our wallets, there's been outrage on social medias, etc. And Activision Blizzard stock got absolutely battered into the floor. The Which board made this deal even yeah. sweeter, I think. Yeah. And the board have basically gone to Kotick, uh, you need to sell this. We're not yeah. interested in you anymore. This needs to change. If you can get a good price for it, we're just, selling it, you know. Just for reference, I, I did I did look into the numbers because I was gonna bring something <laughs> a little bit later, but it's a nice point to look at. So um Activision Blizzard on the second of Feb in twenty twenty one were worth seventy eight point two billion. They've now been sold for sixty eight billion. Mm. Bearing That's in mind their net change. their net profit per year is two point two billion. So they've lost five years worth of revenue off the value I, of their company. Yeah, I also it's, looked it's, into some numbers and I find it quite interesting while we're talking about numbers, right? 68.7 billion for the sale, right? Nintendo market cap, they are worth 71 billion. So I thought, I thought that's rather interesting for the extra price of buying Minecraft again, you could actually buy Nintendo. Microsoft could buy Nintendo, which make you very happy, Phil, because then all those Nintendo IPs could come to Microsoft and you wouldn't have to buy. God, please. Yeah, because I know that's what you really I've got a PlayStation. I'm not buying yeah. a Nintendo. But then, you st- then I start to look at the other numbers. And it's, something, it's something ridiculous, like $146 billion for like um, for like Sony. But then you start looking at Microsoft, and that's worth two point three yeah. trillion dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's Al, just mental. Al, it's, it's technically mental. a bit worse than that. Actually, they actually overpaid. Activision Blizzard yeah. were only worth sixty-three yeah. billion. <laughs> they actually yeah. overpaid. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. get the it's company. This point, <laughs> but it's this point where I think I think for for us as consumers, like I, I don't think, and let's let's be really clear here, and I'm going to be total cards table. Microsoft are not a perfect company. Microsoft has done. Not things badly there are still things microsoft do which could be better but microsoft are a company which are forward-thinking inclusive and and want to at least try and and do a somewhat ethical business what they don't want to encourage is the the absolute insanity and lunacy we heard about coming out of activision blizzard that is not going to happen and it's kind of i don't want to jump the gun here because i don't know whether we've reached the bobby kotek moment craig but it's it's kind of it's kind of a a, a kind of a double-edged sword isn't it because i I know that that the original press release was that bobby kotek was going to stay in the company during uh, and then it kind of got it, 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 it later on they kind of it went a bit further and they said he's going to be staying until at least after the acquisition has gone mm-hmm. through which isn't expected to go through i think well, till june next year yeah, yeah just a bit of clarification for you on that yeah. one so you've got yeah. there was if it was the new york yeah. times that initially yeah. reported um, that he he wouldn't be there um, yeah. when, once the acquisition had gone through and subsequently going through other things. I don't have the direct quotes, so I'm paraphrasing. That, yeah, no, um, his contract is due up midway through 2023. So it would suggest that when it gets to that point, his contract's not going to be renewed. And but then, to be renewed. fair, there's there's no universe or parallel universe, because we've all got beards, as we discussed earlier on in the <laughs> list, as when I understand what we're talking about. <laughs> Star Trek reference, parallel universe. But the problem is, is that it doesn't matter what happens, because at the end of the day, Bobby Kotek comes off here smiling and smelling of roses because if he stays with the company all good but if he leaves he's walking away with a very hefty he did, handshake um, and he doesn't have to work another day in his life Rich yeah. people, they, don't they don't no. lose yeah. no there was there was a quote that said that um he would be available during the transitional period yeah. and yeah. He would be available at request afterwards yeah because he was asked directly about whether he would stay on and yeah i'm not sure just, whether that just i'm not said, sure whether that's for operational stuff or whether it's just hr calls yeah. Oh, he, just, he just said he would be available. Oh, oh dear. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> 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 
a good time. That's a, that's a good time to move on, I think, from that because I don't want to hang around that one because I don't, you know, that's allegedly. Nice we don't, we don't know what allegedly. it is. But at the end yeah. of the day, we're and, uh, moving into a better place with Activision yeah. Blizzard. Which is the thing I want to move on to next is I'm going back round to our lovely man Phil. Okay, so, so there's a question that I had written down that I was going to be posing to you. Now, this question has actually been mirrored by somebody in the chat as well. So uh, the question I wrote down is, I know you're a massive fan, so I wanted to ask you, Phil, right. is that Sony have had a long-standing deal with Final Fantasy XIV on console, and it's never managed to make its way onto the Xbox. Do you think mm -hmm. we'll finally see a port of World of Warcraft on the Xbox console or Game Pass? Whoa. Really and thank you, Pete, for mirroring. Great minds yeah. think alike, Pete. <laughs> it was something I wanted to bring up as well, so mm. I'm glad you asked the question because you didn't tee us up for that one. You kind of did, but didn't. I think it's very possible. The thing with World of Warcraft is it doesn't play on a controller. Like There isn't an interface There's for it. There's too many it's, buttons. It's too, many too, buttons. too complicated. There's too many menus. So... I, you can't just port it onto the Xbox. Yes, in theory you can, because you can plug keyboard and mouse and it'll work. I don't see Apparently, a world... there's been APIs in that for years for controller. Yeah, I think they're third-party, they're third party though, aren't they? They're nothing well, specific. And, and we've still got there. PC Game Pass, right? So Yeah, yeah. I, I could see it moving into PC Game Pass. I mean, technically, you play that game for free anyway. I think it's up to something like level yeah. 30. I can't yeah. remember. There's a, there's a specific amount of free-to-play content in there, and then you have to subscribe to get the latest stuff, and then you've got to buy your expansions. So could I see them adding the expansions into Game Pass? Definitely. Could I see them bring it onto console without a huge overhaul of the whole interface and API? Because the thing with Final Fantasy is it was de they designed it when they redesigned it. They designed it to go on console. The menu system works on console. It's still not great on console it's a little difficult as you will attest to Craig in your attempt to play it yeah um but i mean that was designed with console specific in mind world of warcraft has always been designed with a pc keyboard and mouse in mind i can't see them putting it on a console not without a big redesign uh fantasy star online 2 another good example like that has gone on to console they spent a huge amount of time and money optimizing the interfaces on that game to make it work with a controller before they ported it onto there and I've been waiting for that game for the best part of what seven years because it was previously locked to the Southeast Asia region, and you VPN'd it. They just banned the VPN. Like, you just, it wasn't a way to play it. Mm. So, PC you know Game Pass, yes. Console, no. Something you at said at the, the beginning of that actually made me think. It's like again, I I did make a comment earlier on about like Microsoft having like Sony by the the you know the Kahuna's in a sense, but <laughs> it, it kind of makes me think when they've got these massive IPs that have been across plat all platforms and now Microsoft own them and they can make them exclusive if they want to. How much bargaining power does that give Microsoft to go to go to Sony and go? Do you know what Final Fantasy? How about we have that on the Xbox as well now? Well, that's square. If, really we, give, if we give you Call of Duty, how? Why can't we have Final Fantasy as well? You can still have it as an exclusive, but after that first year or so amount of time, can't that's we have it? Sony, though, that's up to Square Enix for that. Yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm saying yeah. for some IPs, that's just the first sure, example yeah. that came to mind. That's what they it's did a, with um... a huge bargaining chip for Microsoft yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, and well, that goes back to me saying about them cornering off their part of the garden, yeah. and they're yeah. they're putting some muscles on now, and they're saying, right, you yeah. can't bully me around now. You know yeah. what I mean? It's so yeah. yeah. It makes I, it I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if Game Pass so talking about World of Warcraft. I I I would be stunned if if suddenly WoW wasn't included in Game Pass for PC. Mm. 
I yeah, really it'd be madness yeah. to not to include that. I mean, also, yeah. let's be honest. I mean, they've gradually been reducing the quality of the expansions over the years anyway, Ooh. reducing their player base. So. Well, if, I think, what was it we saw recently? You know, Final <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> fanboy here. <laughs> yeah, was it, to be was fair, they've gone the other way. That's where all the players are going. This, the numbers it, don't you know, lie. The, the, uh, the, was it Destiny the put, put everything up to a point in Game Pass, wasn't it? And then the new expansions yeah. were paid for. So maybe we'll see something on those kind of models with WoW. Mm. It'll be like everything up to a point, but the newest expansion is always paid for for six months. Then after that six months, get the newest included. expansion is really bad. That's the problem. Yeah, but no, that's, that's, that, but that's, the model, that's the model they'll lead with. Is my it's theory. an interesting just, point. Yeah, I just, think that's a fair point. Steve. Just for the record, when it does come to PC Game Pass, we're forming a clan. Okay. 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 <laughs> I, I, I assume the, uh, I assume think the another form of digital crack. will be this, back again. Yeah. This is another form of digital crack I don't need in my life. Yeah. It really is. You know. Stop trying to get me addicted to things that will ruin my life, people. All right. It's like. Good stuff, good stuff. He's got enough cool. digital monkeys on his back without us bringing more into the fold. <laughs> so I've got another question. So one one that's coming through, and I think this is probably going to be our, our final question. And just to kind of ponder across, oh, I don't know if it's free. Chris just frozen then. No, he's back again. There we go. Um, so one to kind of ponder across the team, um, but I think I'm going to go to Chris with it first. So, um, you know, Sony have been buying up a lot of studios too, haven't they, recently? You know, they bought Insomniac, like yeah. they yeah. bought like Blue Point games. There's loads that they picked up, obviously not to the scale of Activision, um, but they're yeah. buying a lot up. So my question is, what are we going to see next? What studios do we think are going to, or studio do we think, or publisher might get bought next? And who's going to buy them? Is it going to be Sony? Is it going to be Microsoft? Is it going to be someone, is it going to be Facebook? Is it someone like that? What do you think we're going to see coming up next? I mean, there's a lot of movement. I, I, there, the big one that I think is, is probably most expected is, and I think there's been a lot of talk about it, and as much as they say they're not looking to sell, I've got a funny feeling Square are going to get snapped up by somebody. Quite mm. who? I don't know. The most logical candidate there would, of course, be Sorry. PlayStation, because oh. you know, PlayStation have got a long-standing like experience Fantasy. with things. Yeah, Final Fantasy. Because they'll want to lock that down, because they know that that's a big, big deal. Right, but I, I'd imagine that will come at the price of Square. Is like you know, Square obviously put Final Fantasy on PC as well um, recently, and I mean, but that's upset a lot of people with being seventy quid. You know, it's like, and we I mean, just got Hitman on Game Pass, didn't yeah. we as well? Yeah. <laughs> so, <somewhere>. so <laughs> there's there's a, there's a load of stuff. I mean, I don't know. Square have also had a good re- working relationship with Microsoft in the last few, you know few years and some other stuff. So I don't know, but Square seems to be a logical fit for Sony. But like you said, there's another company with just boatloads of cash who are very cash rich, which is Facebook, and Facebook. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they really look to solidify their spot in gaming. I have a feeling they'll go a little more casual, though. You know, mm. I think they'll well, look to the smaller, more casual. They were Facebook were trying to buy Activision, wasn't they? Yeah, well, they, apparently, from what I've heard, and I don't know how true it is, that basically um, Activision courted Facebook and Facebook weren't interested. Oh, and Microsoft. That right? Well, okay. well, that, that, well, I think the, the rumor was they went to Microsoft and Microsoft were like, nah. And then, like, obviously. <laughs> And then, and then, <laughs> and then, nah. and then they went to, then they went to Facebook, and Facebook went nah. And they went, and they sort of, they thought they could get more money for it, basically, and and no one would pay money. And then they came back, and Microsoft were like, "You got some money, <laughs> you know." And uh, and and so that's, I mean, that's the rumor. I don't like know. Dragon's Den sitting there with a pile of yeah. cash next to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know how true that is, but that that uh, it wouldn't surprise me because for 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 Facebook to jump in and buy Activision would have been a I mean, that would have been 
more so than this Microsoft deal would have been cat amongst the pigeons. In a, can you imagine well, um, Call, of, Call of Duty is now Facebook exclusive? Like you know, you can only play it on the Oculus Rift. You can only play on the Oculus with your Facebook account, so you have to play it in three. You can only play if you give them all of your bank details and all your private information, which they will share with all the other companies. Yeah, and sorry, Phil, I think you mean the Meta Quest, not the Oculus Quest. The Meta Quest. Yeah, my apologies. Yeah. So um, um, another interesting point. Then just on that one. I mean, we've obviously talked about what about Amazon. I mean, there's there was yeah, the Luna oh, was their streaming Luna, service, yeah. and they were looking to do their, you know, their little kind of paint by number, well, so to speak. Like you want a bit of Ubisoft, you pay uh, this much, and you want to pick Activision. Can't you see this working well for them? Because they can now go to Microsoft and go, we'll put a Game Pass channel into Luna, right? And Game Pass, we we can give you, we charge seven quid for that, and you get, you know, like that much of it, and you can put the Game Pass titles you want in it. To kind of ensnare people towards Game Pass as well, so that's exactly it's what like I was going to say. Mm. So, it's, it's, so they can give a Game, game Pass Lite, which has some of the things in there, mm. to Luna customers. Yeah, and again, you could you could even say that if if they wanted to, Stadia might want to get involved with this and go, "Can we have some of your games, Microsoft?" And you know, I mean, let's face it, is it going to happen? Is Stadia is Stadia even still there? I was just about to say, is Stadia still going? Anyone open the door and check if it's still breathing? You know, yeah. Going, oh, if, no, we're no. if we're going down that route, is there any studios yeah. that you'd like to see disappear? Because then we can vote for Stadia to buy them. Well, yes, they they, know, they said to disappear yeah. everything, don't they? Yeah, Stadia yeah. has this, Stadia studios have already disappeared, so they're definitely not buying anybody. We yeah. know they're not because they had a load and went nah. You know, so yeah. no Stadia, Stadia on buying. We can count yeah. them out of the discussion. But yeah, I mean, Amazon, I think, would be a really good fit for for some publishers. But they, they've run out of money. They, they they spent half a billion on the Lord of the Rings series. They haven't got any money now. <laughs> and let's not well, forget Jeff's penis rockets. Well. Yeah, our cock rockets as well. Yeah, <laughs> they've spent all their cash. And, and then yeah. they, could just, they could just make Doodle Jump, but with a penis rocket to make yeah. the money back. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff doesn't think about things in money anymore. He looks at that Lord of the Rings. Goes, God, that's fifteen cock rockets. That is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you know and by that logic you know activision would have been like a quarter of a penis rocket or something <laughs> yeah yeah. Cheap, relatively cheap in that sense yeah you just have to insult william shatner to do it yeah. <laughs> oh let's not go let's not go there the william shatner thing that's that's mm. uh, that's sad oh, that's, that's just sad that's yeah, yeah. Sorry, but, no, but let you know as you as i said like there's so many potential outlets i think to, to second guess what's coming on i mean Obviously, I think the big one is somewhat Square have been talked about at length of being purchased. Mm. Sony will want something to fire back at this. They'll probably court Square, I'd imagine. But uh, whether that will actually come to anything. What I don't sort of money are we talking about here? Because does Sony even have the capital too? Well, they've got, they've got money, but, they're, but they're, their acquisitions have been traditionally a lot smaller, haven't they? I can't yeah, I mean, we're talking it's not just about, about having volume. the cash. You know, there are other yeah. ways to go about it. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. And sure. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I mean, the, I think the big thing with this is that there is a, there's very little that you can answer this with in real terms. In like, in terms of volume and scale, there's very little that you can buy. The only thing you can buy comparable really is EA. And I don't think anyone except for Microsoft in the gaming space has probably got that cash. Maybe Amazon, to be fair. I think they're worth about, I think look, they're worth about 45 billion, I think. EA. Yeah. 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 And, so, uh, and we've already comparison. got we've already got some exclusives, hasn't they? Microsoft with EA anyway, with EA Play. Yeah. So it's like do they well, need yeah, them to spend the money yeah. to yeah. actually buy the company? We've already got exclusives. I can't I can't Just, I mean I can't see that happening, but I see I see that oh actually there's other one we haven't talked about, which is Ubisoft. Ubisoft is no, I mean, they say it's not for sale, but again, someone could jump in with Ubisoft. Someone might need. God, I hope Microsoft don't buy Ubisoft. God, I but, hope. They uh, don't. Do you know what? I, they I do. Kind we of, might I actually get yeah. a proper Splinter Cell. They get the gaming get company game. that releases the same games every year. Dear God, no. And it won't just be just on. 
just uh, just quickly for reference, Square Enix market cap is five point nine billion. So, so it's a, a cheap. So Sony could probably afford that. I mean, that's I mean, they probably could afford that. That's a, a viable purchase because I'm seeking leverage against. That's them. that's 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 two of the seats in Jeff's cock rocket. That's that, they're cheap. <laughs> oh, so okay, we circle back to something we were talking about early on that Phil Phil brought up. Uh, what about Kojima Productions? So it's a it's an indie studio that sat out there. What's the chances that that gets snapped up by someone? Well, do, do, do you think he'll want to sell to Sony after what they did? He finally to... just got out of blooming. It wasn't Sony. It was Konami. Konami it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, and that's the thing. If it's if if they've got a good enough working relationship, I know there's rumours that he's doing something in conjunction with Xbox based around the cloud. The, ne- the next one's supposed to be yeah. an Xbox yeah. deal it's, rather it's than a PlayStation rumor. deal. Is the yeah, that's that's the thoughts behind it. But we all know, you know, the, these independent studios out there. Yes, it's a big independent studio and it's pretty well funded, but they still live effectively from paycheck to paycheck. You know, if they can only put out so many games, and where does this money come from? And it, and it's a constant battle about you know keeping the people employed, only being able to expand the size of a studio to a certain point. That's why so many of these studios have been really welcoming of Microsoft, for example, or Sony picking them up. Because they're saying, right, you effectively don't have to worry about the money side of things. Here's a budget. What you, tell us what you want to make. That's your budget. And, and you just go for it. So they can then focus on the creative side of things and not the business side of things. So let's not you can forget. See why it's a really attractive deal yeah. for a, a game show. Because they're all creatives. They don't, mm. Let's be honest. Yeah. How many people in, like, how much is Hideo Kojima worried about where he's, you know, how, how the money's coming in? He just wants to make his crazy, nutty games. That's all he wants to do. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, particularly with Kojima, he's like Marmite, isn't he? So. You know, some people love the him, other, some people hate him. So he really coin. The other side of that coin is, is when you take away that independence, you've then mm. got deadlines and you've got companies releasing games that aren't finished, which is inherently a major problem in the gaming industry in this day. But you get that whether they're an independent or not. But they're yeah, different reasons. Yeah, so yeah, that's the reason they're an independent yeah. is because yeah. they're running out of money. We need to that's push true. around because that's you need true. the money. So, you know. Yeah, and I think CD Projekt Red is probably a good example of that. They're owned by nobody, and they still released a game that wasn't finished because they did simply cost them so much money to well, make. Yeah, and because games are taking good... so much longer to make these days, that money does dry up, and they, it, have, it, yeah. they have to release something. Me and Craig had that exact same conversation. Yeah, CD Projekt. But me and yeah. me and Craig had that exact same conversation about CD Projekt Red this afternoon. I said, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk is a game which needed another couple of years and probably a decision to drop the last gen consoles right and that was all done those decisions were made at a corporate level that we couldn't do that because it's too big of a market to drop and it needs to be out now because we need to be making money on it and yeah. and, and that 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 killed that game you know that game is is basically dead in the water now you know what was supposed to be the biggest game of the last two years is just, ten years, just probably 10 years, ten years, it's, years just, yeah. it's just dead you know, like it even feels like CD Projekt Red are trying to get rid of it as quickly as possible because that brand is so damaging to their brand. They're like, if we just don't talk about it anymore, people mm. might forget it exists, right? So let's mm. do that and we'll move on to The Witcher again. And people like The Witcher, so we'll release The Witcher. It's classic people love PR, it mate. It's classic yeah. PR. And, and I, I said, yeah, this is the thing. It was like, I think, yeah, like, like you say, someone needs to, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. And CDPR, if they were going to get bought, I think would have got bought after all the cyberpunk nonsense because it, it kicked them in the face value-wise. And if someone was yeah. really interested in snapping them up, it would have been them. But if we get them to get the Witcher out again on the next gens, it'll give them a lot of good PR again, providing they don't mess that up. You know, which if they manage to mess up re-releasing oh, no, that they've, game. 
They've been you clever know. with that. The Witcher TV series has done very well, and they're putting Henry Cable's face on Geralt. So I think they've, yeah. uh, they've got that one pretty oh, mate, can, you, can you imagine? Henry Cable must be living the nerd dream right now. Not only is he get to play it on TV, he's going to get to fire up the game and go, it's me, look. Yeah. He is I'm king the of the Geralt. nerds, isn't he? He really yeah. is king is. of the nerds. <laughs> Oh, yeah. the old buddy Henry. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Mate, you need to get that 3D printer fired up. Get yourself a Henry Cable printed out. Get him in the background there. Start it's, getting it, 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 it's Cavill, Phil. It's Cavill. Oh, I've got one. Uh, I've it got might. one. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Cavill is in it. So, yeah. It looks really serious there. He's very serious. Oh, we've got some music. What have we got music for? We have. So I think we're kind of getting to that <laughs> point countdown where timer. it is. Is this like the end of a nightclub where they start to play that tune? <laughs> we're, we're all the yeah. sad people who haven't got anybody to dance with and That's aren't it. getting any tonight. All sort of stand up in a half-empty pint glass yeah, going, looking really sad. Going. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. Uh, and then you start going to your mate, you go, well, I wasn't really that interested in anyone tonight. No, you know, it's, not really, no. it's not been great, let's, you know. Let's go, let's go get a kebab, shall we? I want a pizza, yeah. Pizza, yeah. <laughs> you're going to have a kebab. I don't want to go home with the girl tonight. I want to yeah, go home with yeah, a you know. pizza. I'm wasting yeah, so yeah. hangover. Yeah. Our, uh, our, our episode back after a long break has been absolute carnage as usual, but it's been really good fun. I've enjoyed that. And again, another really long one. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, about two hours for the last returning episode. There'll be another break. Um, hopefully, <laughs> thanks, Alan. Hopefully, it's not going to be another long break. So we will try and do this a bit more regularly. Um, and I think it's been quite fun to do it live. We've had quite a few people interacting with us, you know, regular viewers all the way through. And it's been really great to have questions come through. So thank you. Um, you know, if you've only just jumped in and had a look, you know, please subscribe to the channel and and uh, and, and like the vids and all that kind of malarkey because it is nice to see um, when people are enjoying what we're making but um uh, from here i think it's just going to be it's a buy from me it's going to be a buy from mr thunderlips mcqueen hello it's going to be a buy from mr ratley ratster goodbye one and all and now we've made the trend finally a buy from mr speed freak phil still last <laughs> you'll we'll always be last yeah <laughs> bye guys see ya